0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Ball Podcast. I am your host, Trill Bro Dude, and what a fucking week it has been for the Philadelphia 76ers, the only team that is currently in the news in the NBA. And to discuss it all, we have brought in Mike Chiodo, a favorite of the podcast, who is going to help us put Maury on slop trial today. What's going on, Mike?
1: Um, Fine, I guess. I mean, Sixers are a disaster, as normal, but... But at least you have the fills. At least we have the fills. The fills are a sp- special group of guys. They're say. back. Oh, they never left. The- mm. They never left.
0: Apologies for that. I didn't mean to imply that they have the never Phils left. Aren't, the
1: fills any... aren't tryhards, unlike the Atlanta Braves. They, they pace themselves. <laughs> exactly. It's like the Miami Heat. They're not imagine being, a, imagine yeah. being the Atlanta Braves. Like, it's July, and it, you, you, there's nothing to watch because you already have everything locked up. That would suck. I don't yeah.
2: Let's it. so, try-hard. No hunger. Like, you yeah, know, like, I don't, like I don't want to win.
1: Why would you want to win 115 games? I want to win 90 games and sneak into a playoff spot. Have some emotion. Exactly. There we, go. Exactly. Yeah.
0: we just saw this in the NBA. We see it in we saw baseball. It. We saw it in hockey. We
1: saw it with the fills.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. saw all with the fills. It's it's a smart thing to do. Maybe the Sixers can learn to sing or two. Maybe that's why they signed six centers. Like you're uh, mm-hmm. so maybe no, 40% of five. Game. We need a six. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Mm-hmm. I, yes. I want another center. So Daryl, I
0: know that you follow me on Twitter now. So you're obviously watching this episode. If you're out there,
1: sign a 6 well, please. Daryl, well, now that I think about it, there's a real chance you're watching this. Do not sign a 6-7. <laughs> it is
2: true. Daryl, I'd just like to welcome you to the YKB podcast. Oh, Mr. Morey, I'm sorry. I apologize for the familiarity. Um, feel free to DM me and let me know if it is okay for me to call you. Um, Daryl, I, I think of you like a you know a distant father to me. Um, I noticed you're cutting some costs recently. And I noticed that some of the people who work in your front office probably command six-figure salaries, high five. Um, I'm willing to do that for like 10k and maybe any bored apes you have flying around or, or or maybe a drooling lion or any of any, those. Any slurp juice you might have. Yeah, any slurp juices that I can put on my apes, Um. you know, I can just be paid in that and I can um, join your front office. So i just like you to bear that in mind as we uh, go through today, as I will be you know, acting as your pro bono legal defense, much like Donald J. Trump uh, does not pay his lawyers. You will not need to pay your lawyer in the slop trial as I will be your defendant.
0: Exactly. So mm-hmm. we, we, we got you covered. We got a public defendant here for, mm-hmm. as everyone needs in a just society, mm-hmm. defending you from the hogs that are mm-hmm. trying to attack you. I think right. it's really noble and courageous. And by the way, before we get into the underdog stuff, keep a, keep an eye out for the Udo Ball NFT collection that's dropping soon. Mm-hmm. Um
2: I didn't um, think we needed the not nine eleven to be like the NFT, but I get why we had it. The brand is strong, so anyway, keep an eye out for that. I don't want to tip our head to flop coming out of the. <laughs> <laughs> A second shams tweet has hit the towers. It's a spelling (laughs) correction.
1: It's a great way to introduce Daryl to the pod. Yeah, locked in. He's got to get familiar. Yeah,
0: super follower trail at this point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to Elon. Um. So, this is the underdog fantasy team that I drafted today on Underdog. Right now, you could go on and you can sign up for their best ball for this upcoming season. You build a team. For the NBA season, you can draft 16 players. I drafted my first one today because it went live today. Use the promo code SLOP to get a $100 deposit match on there. For anyone who's listening, we got Trey Young, Devin Booker, Devin Vassell, Jordan Clarkson, Shaden Sharp, Emmanuel, Quickly, D'Anthony Melton as my guards. I got to say, I fucking crushed it with the guards here. Pretty much all of these guys are starters. Like, I don't know how I got D'Anthony Melton with basically the last pick in the draft. When Maury hit himself today, said that Melton's probably going to start for us. Great, I fucking crushed it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, great news, great He's news. Talking, talking about threat. next season feels like a threat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my strategy here was basically go with the guys who are proven, like Trey Young, Devin Booker, and then go for upside swings and guys who could potentially start. And then if you look at my wings, I have. Laurie Markkinen, mm. Brandon Ingram, Scotty Barnes, Bojan Bogdanovic, Dorian Fitty smith and my bigs are Miles Turner, Clint Capella, Mitchell Robinson, and Andre Drummond. So go on Underdog today. Sign up. You could do a best ball. You can win ton of money on there. It's only 10 bucks to sign up for this. You can check it out if you have not already. Sign up for Underdog. Link is in the description for that as well. The trial. So before we get into the trial, I just want to talk a little bit about how we got to this point. Because this kind of – I wanted to do the slop trials for Daryl anyway this offseason. So this kind of set us up for the perfect opportunity with uh, his comments today on the radio, Joel's comments, which we haven't even discussed yet, that happened this past weekend where he basically said, you know, I want, I want to win a title more than anything – and uh, if that's in Philadelphia or elsewhere, that is the first time that he's ever implied that he would play anywhere but Philadelphia. So before I give my opinion on this, I need to hear what Chioto has to say because obviously, Chiodo, I think that you're, you've been a pretty... Up until recently, and even still recently, you, you generally give Embiid benefit of the doubt. What did you think when you first heard him say those comments?
1: I just... First of all, the the initial, let's just talk about the initial comments first. He, I don't know what he, why did, did he just think that people weren't going to see it? Cause it is, it did kind of get buried. Like it was four days later. Yeah. I, I maybe just thought people weren't going to see it. That's not really even the benefit out. Cause if you followed Joel, you know, he, yep. no, he thinks about everything. He's very calculated. So that, I mean, it, to give him the benefit of the doubt, you could say maybe this offseason is the first time that he's thought about, Hey, maybe I'm not going to finish my career in Philly. I don't think that's what it is. I think he probably has thought about just what it would what it would take for him to, to request a trade. Um and then getting to yesterday, all the tweets and stuff. It's like, what are you doing, man? Like you're not trolling. And we all saw the video, you were not trolling.
3: No, no, that just was a genuine. Yeah. up to it.
1: Yeah. Own up to it and, and be like and be like, yeah, it was an interview. I just I was just riffing. I was just saying, you know, I'm gonna finish my career. I don't know where I'm gonna finish my career. I'm mean, young, yeah, I'm not. Retiring anytime soon? I know that it's a business. Yeah, just a canned PR response.
0: Sure. Instead of just being like, "Oh, I'm a troll." LOL.
1: Which, it's
2: like, it very obviously was not that. Dude,
1: do, does he realize what how mad people are? Like, do yeah. That, so,
2: so that was my thing. Is like, you're you're claiming that you're trolling, but like, you're trolling your fan base who are like reaching the end of their like the rope. This is like sending a clown yeah. in to like negotiate with like a, like a, 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 like a hostage situation. <laughs> and like, he like, he like pulls out a gun and then it goes, bang, like a, <laughs> a little flag that rolls out. Like hey, it was a joke. I was yeah. jo- Why are you guys so tense? It's Fine. Like
1: if, I, if I thought Joel was just like completely unaware and like cut himself off from the internet and everything, I'd be just like, All right, whatever. Like he doesn't, he just doesn't get it. Sure. he I, He's aware of everything more than any superstar. He knows yeah. people are mad. Like, Think so? I don't know at this point. He does. He follows me on Twitter, dude. Like, and he uses Twitter, <laughs> Twitter
0: even though he pretends that he maybe it, he does, like
1: he doesn't. he just doesn't get it. Does he not? Does he not get that this is different this time? Like, this is different this time. This is not like past years when people were yes. mad for a month or so. They got over it. They weren't mad at you specifically, actually. In the past, they yeah, were always no, asleep, never. People never. are mad at you now. Yes. they're f- livid. It's been two months, and the Sixers are still the main topic in Philadelphia every yep. day. I've yep. never seen that before. Ever. It's always at this point of year. It's always Eagles. And it's still Sixers. That's how mad people are. People are furious. I just want
0: to say that (laughs) I think the perfect example of him always having, like, coded tweets, coded quotes, whatever. Mike has has pointed this out before. He likes, uh, like, he's liked my tweets before. He likes a lot of viral tweets. He sends messages with his likes. He sends messages with his likes if he's liking something that is, like, you know, making fun of another player or whatever. So everything that he's ever liked is sending sending a message for sure. Mike himself, (laughs) there was a tweet he had where he literally just tweeted Bridgerton, like the show on Netflix. Like he was watching Bridgerton. (laughs) And Mike like was like, went on a Sherlock Holmes mission to was, like I, dig I, into it and be like, was, what is this mean?
1: it was like during the middle of like slop too. It was like yeah. June 28th or something. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what is what is happening with everything he did Anthony Bridgerton? Like, there's no way he's just tweeting Bridgerton because he watched Bridgerton. That's not how he works.
0: Yeah, that was and and more recently he tweeted again The
1: Walker, okay. which is also a show that, on one, that one was obvious. He meant something else. Like but the Richardson one, yeah. one, maybe he was just watching Bridgerton. Sure. I can't think. The watcher, he knew what he was doing with that. Yeah, He tweeted that in the middle of all of this, too. That this was, was July like, 1st, I think. That it was right, was after, like right, trade, after, right, after, right after the hard It was right after Dame requested a trade.
0: Yep. So, so the reason that I say this is because, one, Joel's calculated. Joel, if he says something, it's to, to drive across a point. I want – I even – even as someone who has critiqued him more and has been kind of disappointed with his playoff performances and all that shit, I do want to give him the benefit of the doubt in one regard, which is – I thought about this, and I took a step back, and I said, you know, Joel's been through a lot of shit with the Sixers. Um, You know, he's had a ton of different teammates. He's had – post-stars, guys coming and leaving, no continuity. He had the Fultz thing. He stuck by Fultz's side. He stuck with the team. He had the Simmons thing. He's always had something with the team and the organization that he easily could have asked out at any point, and it would have been a reasonable thing for him to do, I think. He's stuck with them through everything, and now it's like the first time that people have kind of due their criticism towards him, it has now become this, oh, maybe if I could go, I might go somewhere else. And like, look, he has every right to do that. Every player, especially a player of his caliber, has the right to ask out at any point if they want to trade or, or whatever. We've talked about this ad nauseum and, and it's just something that happens. And it's something that we've been talking about and why last offseason, this offseason, this deadline, all that shit, We've been like, be aggressive, be aggressive, be aggressive. Because if you're just passive and you're conservative, your star starts to get like, all right, well, what the fuck are we doing here? We're salary dumping Matisse seibel at the deadline for a guy that we're gonna let walk in the offseason. Uh we're then last summer we're you know, we're making moves, we're trying to get guys, but the ideas that Daryl that we'll talk about in a little bit are are a little bit stale and they're like the same guys. And having said all this, I still think this team this past year was good enough to win the championship. And there are people that will blame Tobias Harris and De'Anthony Melton and uh, Tyrese Maxey and George Niang or whatever. But like at the end of the day, this team was a few made shots, a, a takeover moment from one of Joel and Beater James Harden, who were the two best players on the team. Mainly Joel, who's the best player in the team, and touched the ball one time in the last six minutes of game six at home against the Celtics, when they had a chance to go to the Eastern conference finals, kind of get over this big thing that has been the, the roadblock in his career, which is that they, he just can't beat the Celtics in the playoffs. And he had a chance to rewrite his legacy, his chance to rewrite everything that has happened to this part in his career. And he disappeared. And then he just didn't show up for game seven once things got a little bit hard, he completely shut off after the Celtics seemingly solved the Sixers in game six. So, like, part of me understands Joel, but part of me also is like, you could have specifically overcome this. And the guys that I really have to turn to at this point is like, I, once again, I think this team was flawed. Every team was flawed this year, every team had flaws. Michael Porter Jr. shot like 15% from three in the finals, and the Nuggets won in five games. Like, they had defensive flaws. They had team like, that was not a perfect team. Miami Heat were an eight seed, and they got to the finals. Like, the Celtics had issues defensively, point of attack issues, that Harden and Maxi exploited over the course of the series. I, like, I think
2: they were fine. I think they were fine.
0: They had shot creation issues that popped up again in the Eastern conference finals. Like every team was flawed this year and the Sixers were good enough to get to the conference finals, to get to the finals and win a title. And they didn't for the sixth time. So like at a certain point, people are going to direct this criticism towards you. And ultimately you have the right to ask out. You have the right to do all this, but at the same time, like you're part of it too. You're, you're, the lack of responsibility taken by him is really what pisses me off, to be honest. Like that's yeah. that's all it just comes down to. It's like if he just came out and was like, "Look," I, and I know he 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 kind of passively has said I need to be better, but also that's always yeah. coupled and with so we
1: need to be it's better. Always but it's always but yeah, so, exactly yeah. Like dude, like I I've defended you forever. Yeah. Like I still am defending you. Like I can't sure. do it publicly because you've made it so I can't do it publicly. Yeah, sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> um but it's like dude like you come on first of all your first response to that is the first tweet you send when Sixers fans are freaking out after late like yesterday morning cuz of the the clip got went viral is we're in this state forever together, together forever 5 days and you're talking about your wedding like congrats like congrats seriously congrats but are you serious like come on man we've been here for 10 years You've always talked about the relationship you have with a fan base, and it's real. Like, we have been through, the Sixers fans and Embiid have been through more. Wait, is he married in five days? Was that, or four days so now? Apparently in the interview, he said that his wedding's coming up, and that's what people have said that they get so about as well. But also, that was 100% troll. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, come on. People are mad. For the first time, people are mad at you. You've always had a scapegoat. You don't have a scapegoat now. Even with Harden, and people are mad at Harden, you don't have a scapegoat. I don't know if he's ready for next season. I don't know if he's ready for what's going to happen next season. Because he's going to get zero leeway next season. He has a bad game. He's going to get booed. He's going to get really booed. He's never been yeah. really booed before. No. Like, if they're I mean, twi- yes,
0: they booed all oh, the team. Plays yeah, like but, like, bo- booed,
1: like but like booing him. Like, on opening yeah. night, there's a chance when they announce his name on opening night, he gets booed. There's a real yeah. chance, especially and, after this.
2: Well, and, and not to mention, like, the, the national media temperature of, like, yeah. people are, like – uh, the national media people are acting like Embiid like tricked them into voting for him for like MVP, like that they were like gaslit by like Embiid and vote. Oh, you tricked! Me. I was go- I was gonna vote for Jokic and then you you tricked me. So they're like pissed at him like out of like out of nowhere. So like, and and you know Jokic won a title, which is like probably the worst thing that could happen to Embiid, also because that's always invites the comparison. So it's just. It's probably going to be a pretty nasty season for Joel. It's going
1: to be like, I mean, I think things could really spiral here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't think he's going to handle next season. Well at all, if things go the way, I think it could, I mean, they could be like 21 and five, they could start the season actually like 21 and five and then go to Boston for the first time all year. And he could have a bad game and they lose by 15 and people will lose their minds. Yeah. This is, this is your reality now until you get out of the second round. I'm sorry, but you did it to yourself. And like you said about the East, there is no excuse. Like, I'm sorry he's had injuries. There is no excuse when you look at the landscape of the East the past five years that they have not had a real playoff run. There's no excuse when you have a player like Embiid. None. Yeah. It's ridiculous. No, I agree. And also, like I said, I, I said,
0: and, and some of this is hindsight bias because I know information now that I didn't know when the Sixers were in these playoff series, like the Hawk series, for example. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Ben Simmons was going to have a mental breakdown in the middle of the series, yeah. and be unplay like I I thought that they would have obviously won yeah. that series. Yeah, but the Hawk
1: series, I it's tough to blame him completely for that. And that's the
0: only season. I know I know we played like shit in game four. He had the meltdown in game four. In game four oh. he was really bad and like honestly the end of game seven was disappointing.
1: Yeah. He, but, but he was the best player ex- in that series. He was exhausted. They had yeah. no options because of Ben and on Daryl too, because they had no one Ben flaps they had no other offensive options. Yeah. And beat had to initiate everything. Yeah. But like and, and the Raptors yeah the raptors the raptors series like i know it's on offs for historic but like dude he averaged like 17 a game in that series he had some massive clunkers game four he just and i know he was sick or whatever but it's I, always I, something I, it's like it's, that's, that's the thing it's like he's either sick
0: or injured or whatever and like whether it's fair or not that's always going to be attached to the criticism yeah. that comes with this shit and i i just want to say that like I, I want to talk about like, do we think that this is, which honestly, what I, I would agree with him, that do we think he, this is said in order to put pressure on the front office to make a hardened deal, essentially? And I know publicly maybe.
1: and privately he yeah. said. Okay. It, maybe, but then why are you tweeting Darren Morey's the best troll? Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. That's oh, it. Jesus. it it's, Everything he's done for the past six months has just been like crossing wires. It was like the the, the thing that we we don't talk about on the podcast, but a, the article when he went to the Athletic and he oh talked about God. like the early so time quotes with he, everything.
1: I'm just gonna say it. He is so lucky that didn't get brought up again after the Nuggets won. Like I, didn't I don't see know how. It. It didn't. I don't know how. How I, did Nuggets fans miss that? Are you I serious? don't know. I would
0: have. I would have been. If I were. Oh if God, we were God. the opposite, and I were a Nuggets like, fan, I would have been like, LOL. Like how <laughs> did
1: Nuggets fans miss that? Yeah. I mean, what an embarrassing quote. Like what the, an embarrassing quote. The reason I say the reason I say this is because
0: I think that Joel doesn't and totally understandably does not want to go through what we went through in 2021. And it's easy to say now, well, the Sixers got James Harden. They got yeah, that's, off the bench of its contract. Easily. Not hap-
1: it's not happening with expiring
0: 34 year old James Harden. That, but more importantly, it also, even though they got the talent upgrade. They were never able to. There's never been a team that has traded for a star in the middle of the season and went on to win the title, except for the Houston Rockets, who had won the title the previous year. So those those things don't happen. Like the Suns just traded for Kevin Durant and didn't win the title. the The point I'm trying to bring up here is that he doesn't want to have to go through what they went through that year. But the alternative is what? Because yeah. Clippers deal right now, all we've heard is they're not offering any draft picks or even Terrence Mann.
1: Yeah, like I I can't, again, like the whole, I can't blame him if he were to request a trade. Like a, a year from now, let's just say a year from now, they flame out in the second round again. They don't have a plan. He requests a trade. Like, I can't blame him for that. Sure. It's the way you act. It's like, do you realize the responsibility you have as the MVP of the league, top five player in the league? I don't think he realizes it. Like, honestly, I don't think like you when you another thing I kind of really gotten tired of over the years is the the whole make these passing comments like self degrading comments like, uh, oh, they trade me for Steph Curry in a second or I'm not the GM. That's not my job. Yes, you are. You're you have that power. Do you realize the power you have? Do you realize the power you have when you say that you might request it when you say Philly or somewhere else? Do you realize that? Do you realize the power you have when you're trolling on Twitter when everyone's freaking out two months after you didn't show up in Boston? Like, you got to you, – you have to – he has to realize this. He has yeah. to realize this. Like, you're 29 now. You've done doing this for five years in Philadelphia. You should realize this.
0: This is what I've been saying about everyone's like, well, he wants to be like Dirk or he wants to be like Kobe or he wants to be like Dame was before this offseason. And, like, that's awesome. But also, if you don't make a conference finals, if you don't make a conference finals – let alone in NBA Finals, at a certain point, people are going to get pissed. Like, that's what happens. The Northeast and Philly is just different than most of the rest of the country. Like, people really yeah. care about sports here, and at a certain point, they're going to be like, why haven't you produced at the higher levels? And that's
1: – Like I said, they've been – if you turn on WIP the last two months, it's just nonstop, ripping Embiid, yeah. ripping Maury, ripping Harden. In, yeah. other, in other cities, they would have moved on May 15th, May 17th. Yeah. It's just not how it's going to work here. And it's going to be like this until you get out of the second round. No one's yeah. going to care about what you do. They're just going to be mad. Even when you win, people are going to be mad. It's just, it's just the reality.
2: Yeah. And part of me
0: thinks that part of me thinks that, uh, make it, like, once again, I don't think there's anything that's real on the table for Harden right now. Like I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Trading Harden for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, filler, whatever, it make it arguably makes the team worse. Covington might give you a little bit of bench depth, but like, you're then Marcus Morris actively makes your team worse, and you're not solving any issues. You're not giving yourself any sort of way to flip that package or whatever. So like, if that's the only thing out there then that is not something that you can do on July 18th just to appease people. Like, we have to see how much the Clippers are willing to really kind of negotiate with this stuff.
1: Because if they're just saying, we're not giving up, man, we're not giving up any picks, like, there's no deal to be made. It does make you wonder if if this just plays out where the Clippers never offer – let's just say they're forced to take Marcus Morris, Covington, Powell picks for whatever – is Embiid just then going to turn around and be mad at the front office? Like, why don't you just pay James Harden? Exactly. That could be happening I mean, right now. I don't know. That's what well, I said. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing with Harden because it's like... But also just thought of it. like, if you're mad about that, then tell them pay James Harden. You can do that. You are, you have the capability. If you went to Daryl Morey on June 28th and said, I want Harden here or else, he I'm would say... I'm asking for a trade. Yeah, they pay James Harden. Like, yes.
0: Yeah, and if it were ownership... That were saying that that he would say okay well then trade me yeah because exactly. ownership isn't
2: willing to budge
0: and honestly well, maybe
2: maybe that's why this isn't happening because But like, kind what's of the, caught between a hot rock and a I hard place that. There. but
0: if he says ownership isn't willing to pay what is ownership going to change their mind
1: like I, you're the mvp of the league if you wanted them to give james harden three years 120 or whatever they would have done it
0: yeah of course and I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm frustrated because it's like you're once again. I said you're damned if you do, damned if you don't with the Harden situation, where like you would have. I'm not even sure you can win a title with James Harden because I just don't. Th- I don't know if his style of play at the higher levels, especially with his age now, and that how much how much he demands the ball, and the floor of his game being the worst player on the court. Some nights you're going to get best player on the court. Some nights you're going to get passable. Some nights you're going to get he is by far the worst player. You
1: know that's going to happen at least like two times in a playoff series.
0: Exactly. And And they are going to be two losses. That's two losses. That is hard to overcome. But at the same time, they're not even in game six or game seven without at least one of those hardened performances, if not both of them. And that's where it becomes tricky. and. I, I don't know. I I'm just very conflicted because I don't think there's a hardened deal out there with the Clippers that makes sense. There's no other teams that are interested. And I think that you need, like, their only option is to wait right now. And, like, I understand from a human element, like, Joel's like, I'm not doing this shit again because the fans feel the same way. They're like, I'm not doing this shit again. But this is the only time where I feel like I understand why mori hasn't made a deal. But, Mike, you brought up something to me where you're like, I kind of think that this is what mori wants, though. So. Like,
1: yeah, like, I he think doesn't want to make probably, a deal with the Clippers. What I think is probably happening is the Clippers are refusing to offer man or whatever. They're, just, they're offering Marcus Morris, Norm Powell, Robert Covington, whatever. And Maury's probably just like, all right, great. I want to keep hard anyway. That's you give giving me my excuse. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here's yeah. exactly. no, my out. Good. Oh, they're not giving us anything. So like, what
0: can we do? And Brent,
1: I don't know if this is the case. It may not be. But sure. what Maury should have been pushing for this, like, at this point, it's too late now. Like, at this point, you got to play it out. But like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, before Fajan started, he should have been pushing hard. Yeah. Because you're going to, even if you make this trade now, you, you don't have time. You're not going to be able to tool with the roster. Yeah. The ro- it's the oh, same he thing. He always says that, said
0: that on the ra- in, in the radio interview today. He says, don't judge the roster for yeah, July. So judge the roster when you're in the season or, or after the deadline. That's like, dude, you don't make moves during the season. You have made one move every season as GM of the team.
1: And he, did the, same, every he did the same thing the Ben year where yeah. they didn't make a single move in the off season, a single move. Yeah. They signed George Yang and Andre Drummond yeah. and brought back everyone else. And what happened was they trade for it on the deadline and they didn't give them any, they just had the same team except with Harden replacing Ben. And like, it's the same, like you need to make, I, you, I get the need flexibility. I get, you need to maximize whatever. I get it, but there is something, you can't just sit on your hands all off season. Yeah.
0: So Let's get into the slop trial then, because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Daryl and some of the quotes will come up that he had today throughout the the course of the slop trial. I'm sure. So I'm going to bring up Daryl Morey's transaction history, and we're going to yes, start. Your Honor, game.
2: unrelated to the case at hand. This is the evidence, dude. This is evidence see He was under the influence of Tillman Fertitta. This
3: is, this is <laughs> no, no,
0: no, 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 no. This is just with the Sixers. I oh. want to make that clear. The the Rockets, Mori, I think even with some of the weird shit that happened at the end, I largely think he was a good GM for them. Even though he does, he did a lot of the same. Rockets fans have pointed out, like he said the same thing in 2018. Don't judge the team right now. Wait until the deadline, and then at the deadline, the only moves he made were tax saving. Like, All
2: right, which now is judge good to team. Go yeah. beast mode on me. Exactly, really
0: exactly. Yeah. but So we're just going to do, since he has become the president of basketball operations, this is the official start of the soft trial. Since he has become the president of basketball operations with the Sixers, for the audio listeners, I'm going to read off. We're just going to talk about Draft Night 2020, which was his big splash. He gets hired as... GM of the team back in 2020. First thing that he does, honestly, it, it didn't get finalized until a few weeks later on December 8th, 2020. But he tra- the first thing he did before anything started on draft night, he traded Al Horford, the pick that became uh, Teo Maladon, Mi- the rights to Vassila Misich at the time, and a 2025 first round pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Terrence Ferguson. Danny Green, Vincent Poirier, and uh, that pick was top six protected that they sent to the Thunder. That conveys a year from now if the Sixers aren't one of the five sixth worst teams in the NBA.
1: That could be very bad timing.
0: Could be. It's also not a great draft too, so that might make me feel a little bit better about it if uh, if it does end up conveying. Twenty twenty five is also not great. Twenty twenty six is the it, next is, really is, good Cooper play. flag. Let's
2: go. Is, is a Cooper flag by the That's way. That's twenty twenty
1: six. Yeah, need him.
2: Okay, um by the way, I found out this that he was fucking born in Newport, Maine.
1: Yeah. And, and just, from your a, area, right?
2: Yeah, a, a quick aside about Newborn Maine or Newport, Maine. Like that's from an area of Penobscot County in Maine that is like essentially the Shire. L- 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 like it really <laughs> is like just like the roundest people you've ever seen in your life. I can <laughs> I can say this because this is where my mom's family is from. Like my grandparents, like I go visit my grandparents in Plymouth, which is the next town, like over from Newport, and like it, th- this is like blowing my mind. This is that like, that athletic, like crazy but, so, basketball so savant. It, yeah, it makes like no sense. It, it's like um,
1: people are gonna be shocked when he like becomes you know, a national guy. When people, come yeah, him, right? this is
2: this he's like is, the best like, white American player since Larry Bird, right? Like. It's 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 so insane to me that like the, this guy is from like Newport, Maine. It's just it's very jarring. Like it literally is the Shire. People have like the little round doors. I mean, he and looks legit. very like, weird. like like yeah. I'm I like like it, genetically it shouldn't be possible to be from Newport, <laughs> Maine. Yeah, and just look at the picture party, of Cooper
1: like, Flag. Like,
2: like yeah, wow, yeah, wow. I, th- I think something ha- I think he. I think something like happened. He's he was like hidden like he was like given to like cousins to like be 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 kept he was, he was adopted. Yeah, he foreign. was adopted. Yeah. Brought in from an, another town. Yeah. Exactly. This is a doesn't make sense. If you told me he was from like I don't know, York Harbor or something like It's like an like that. M
0: Night Shyamalan movie.
2: Um Right. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, Cooper Flag uh,
0: yeah, we're we're, we're yeah. keeping an eye on him. Pride of Maine. All right, let's talk about the this deal that happened uh on Draft Night. First move Obviously, as a Sixers fan, I was happy just to be like, all right, Horford's gone. We got Danny Green. He's a fifth starter for us. Good fit with the team. He was good for the team for about a year, year and a half. He kind of fell off towards the end, but still an important player on the Sixers. In retrospect, does this this deal... If Vasil comes over and, and is an NBA player...
1: No, I'm not. Vasil is a loser. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you're not worried about me just coming over? Yeah, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> because he he teased us for like seven years?
1: Yes, ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Loser. I, like, I can't even blame Maury for including his no. right to this. I never thought he was. I mean, it's been a joke for five years that he's, oh, yeah, sure. He's coming over. He finally came over and he's like 28, 29. Man. He was drafted the same time. That Joel and Bean was yeah
1: 2014.
0: To, yeah, it was a Hinky second round pick. So the but the, the the one thing that does concern me a little bit about this is that 2025 pick, like you pointed out, um, especially if things kind of blow up, which is I think what Presty was counting on.
1: Yeah,
0: when he made this, trend. and at the,
1: the time that was a good bet. Um, oh, of course, even yeah, better I mean, bet than even better bet than now. Yeah, because that was right after 1920. Yeah, uh, I think it's like. I see some people doing like revisionist history that they shouldn't have included the first. Like you had to include the first to get off that Horford contract at the time. Sure. Yeah. Horford,
2: like, he, he was like one of the worst contracts in the NBA. Embiid, like,
1: Embiid hated him. He wanted him out of out of there. Yeah. Way. yeah.
2: The, like, you this, had to. And Danny
1: Green was a really good player for them in 2021.
2: Also like cut some costs too. Like Danny Green's like contract was like significantly smaller. Yeah, than yeah.
0: He only Al made Horford. 15 million a year. I think. Yeah.
1: Vincent Poirier was a loser too.
0: <laughs> hey, how dare you? Big, Big Vince was was huge. Remember they guys. traded him
1: at the deadline. Not to spoil things, but they <laughs> traded him at the deadline. And Then he badmouthed Doc,
0: and then he never played in the NBA. And he went back yeah. to Europe.
1: Yeah, which
0: actually, yeah. First off, you never badmouthed Doc. That's a that's a way to get in Mike's bad. Uh, Although at the Mike's time,
1: mouth. I probably was fine.
0: <laughs> <What> <laughs> you were like, yeah, fucking Vincent Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, so this I think the, this is a I think this is a fine deal, yeah, almost fine almost, deal. almost, irregardless of what happened. Or regardless, I was going to say overall, I would probably view this regardless. as neutral just because
0: of yeah, the neutral. circumstance. Even though yeah. the value could end up being really good, you can't
1: blame them. you can't blame them for Horford and ending up back on the Celtics.
0: It'd be yeah. nice to have Vasiljevic, right? I, now, I, yeah, it wouldn't,
1: he's I, a loser. I, just, I think, I just, think this was a slam dunk.
2: I think this was a slam dunk trade at the time that has like fallen back to being a pretty neutral trade, yet, in my opinion. So, and
1: okay. I think part of that's just we're getting closer to the first round pick. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. All right. So like at the
1: time of the trade, 2025 was like a fake year. Mm-hmm. Really, we, we might all be different. We still
0: that. might not see. I think that's what I tweeted well. at the time.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think I tweeted 2025 as a fake year. Who cares? Oh. Uh, okay. So we're all, right, we're all in agreement that that's a
0: neutral trade, if anything, maybe a slight mm-hmm. negative. Um, 2020 draft night. He drafts Tyrese Maxey with the 21st pick, which let's just talk about the Maxey pick mm-hmm. because. First off, all of Sixers Twitter basically was like Maxi Bane were the two guys they really wanted at the end of this first. Now, yeah. some of us, including me, also w- wanted like uh, Malachi I want, Flynn. Or, I don't know
1: Malachi Flynn. I'm proud to say.
0: Yeah, Malachi I Flynn wanted, and
1: who else? I, uh, I like someone. I like Tyrell Terry. Terry. Oh, uh,
0: Tyrell Terry. Terry was tough. Yeah. I had a tweet. Someone dug up an old tweet of mine where I said – I was like, I like Tyrell Terry, but he's like 120 pounds. Like, he's just never going to work in the NBA. M- like, he's just too small. And uh, they ended up not drafting him. Uh, and then obviously he's had a lot of off-the-court mental health issues that have kind of derailed his career uh, that, you know, I just don't think, <laughs> as if he would have, it would definitely would not have been better on the Sixers. Uh, but the reason I bring this up is because everyone wanted Maxi. When he fell to 21, we didn't understand why. Obviously, I think over time that has proven it. But at the same time, the 20 teams in front of the Sixers made the mistake of not taking him, except for like two or three that got better players. So I got to give him huge credit for just making the pick. Like it was a no-brainer pick, but there were a lot of guys in that range that went that turned out not to be NBA players at all.
1: One thing I have to give Dow credit for... When in drafts, when, he, when there's a no brainer pick that other teams overthink, he just makes it. I'll yeah. give him that. Like, yeah. Which is a, it sounds simple, but it is a positive quality because a lot of guys, the Miami, he took Precious to Chua. Yeah.
2: One pick. Both of the Celtics took Aaron Neesmith. Yeah. I did and like Aaron Neesmith.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Chioto talked about this before. He watched the YouTube and saw him hit. He just, he was just watching freeze. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> this guy's great. <laughs> and I remember trying to explain to, uh, people that i because i had been very i was like reading pd Web and i was listening to a bunch of draft podcasts and i remember during that draft cycle being like I, these guys are telling me they think tyrese max is going to be a better nba shooter than Aaron d smith and like i still didn't really fully understand how but they were like look at the free throw numbers look at the high school numbers look at the the floater tape and they were completely right like the Sixers walked away with two shooters in Isaiah Joe and Tyrese Maxey from this draft that were better shooters than Aaron Neesmith has been so far in his career uh, and will continue to be, obviously, uh, that the Celtics took with the 14th pick. Like, there, there are certain guys that in this range, once again, just have not proven to be NBA players yet or are just not NBA players. And it, it was feels, a weird draft, but it, it was a good pick. It was a very good pick. feels nice to win one over the Celtics. Yeah, one thing. Yeah, Exactly. exactly one one. Yeah. um so the 34th pick goes to oklahoma city they select Teo Maladon, who who is not really produced in the nba they also traded we'll talk about the Seth 30 trade now which was mm. josh richardson and the 36th pick in this draft which the mavericks selected tyler bay with who is still in the g league he's not really done anything so far in his career For Seth Curry, who was at the time on one of the best contracts in the NBA. Funny enough, Seth just resigned with the Mavericks for the third time um, recently. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was a
1: great night for Maury to start off his career. This this might be the best trade he's made, Seth Curry, off the top of my head. It's pretty good. I mean, Um, Josh Richardson
0: has just played for, what, three different teams yeah, since two,
1: we play for the Mavs, the Celtics, the Spurs. Five. Pelicans, right?
0: Yep. Four. So that's four. Mavs, Celtics, Spurs, Pelicans, and now he's back on the heat. So he'll these... be amazing. But,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: but he sucked for Dallas and they ended up having to dump him a year later uh as an expiry to the Celtics in and then they flipped him for Derek White. So in a way this trade came oh, back to bite goodness 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 us a little goodness. bit. <laughs> 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 fucking Spurs helping us. out the Celtics. Are you serious? Yeah. And I say that, and then that, that pick swap in 2027
2: 20, is going to hit like heroin. So Yeah, I was uh, going to say that our number, when we're sending the Spurs 3 the for pick. 27, <laughs> that's going to feel good. <laughs> Josh
1: Richardson was a sleeper agent that we sent to Boston, and he almost did his job. He yeah, he did almost did it. it.
2: He
0: almost <sighs> did it, yeah. Yeah, I got it. respect for for Josh. but yes. So they get Seth. Seth comes here and immediately has by far the best year of his career. Like was legitimate. I know everyone loves to bring up the fucking I understand Kevin Herter killed him in game seven. He scored
1: 36 points.
0: He scored 36 points. And they lost. He shot like 60% from three in the Hawk series. Oh what more than
1: that, I think.
0: Yeah, he shot an insane. Oh he was he was money.
1: <laughs> We're just gonna relive the Hawk series. I don't again. understand. <laughs> Jesus
2: so, oh my god! You guys also got a trade exception out of that deal. That's pretty sick. I don't. We didn't. We, we never have used a
0: trade exception under bory We got a trade exception from Jesus the Horford Christ. deal and from the Richardson deal, and we didn't use either.
1: Seth. That's, averaged, that's one of
0: the things that really frustrates me.
1: Seth averaged twenty-one a game in the Hawk series on sixty percent from three on seven point five attempts. Oh
2: my god! I oh mean, my god! That's and like impossible to lose a series He was
0: like so that. good offensively. Like He was yeah. our main shot creator because Ben was broken. Tobias would just disappear for quarters at a time. And Seth and Embiid were the only ones we could run offense through. And the dribble handoff scored, was like he, unbeatable. He scored 30 in
1: game five of the Wizards series too. The closeout Yep.
0: Game. And that was a game that Embiid didn't even play in. That was yeah.
1: like the, that but was the obviously, run in.
0: Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> he never. Embiid never
1: plays game. in a closeout game in the first Yeah.
3: Show. Mm.
0: Yeah, and uh, the run and gun—that was the run and gun game where they just like, like the whole game they were just—it was like the final score was like what, like one twenty-five, one twenty-nine, one twelve. Yeah, one twenty-nine, one twelve. It was great. They like they they literally just decided to give up on defense. But um,
1: so twenty-eight from Tobias.
0: So this this trade turns out like you said, Mike. This might have been his best trade. This is he was crushing draft night. We were all very 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 excited after this. Uh, and then a little bit later after this, Isaiah Joe is the 49th pick overall. Fantastic value. Awesome. Yeah, pick. He, gets,
1: he gets a negative here.
0: So that's the thing. Let's talk about the Isaiah Joe thing for a second, because this is something that I've brought up with Maury where I feel like one of the more frustrating parts of his tenure as Sixers GM, despite making some really, really good moves, is the fact that He's always been known as like, I'm the margins guy. I'm gonna find talent on the margins, I'm gonna bring him in. We're gonna get a guy for nothing, and he's gonna turn into a rotation player and he'll fit great with the team and work out, blah blah blah. But then th- there's this like, the neurodivergence of it all, uh, where Daryl just gets like bored, I guess, and is like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this guy walk a year early before his restricted free agency to save money and walk into the season with 14 players on the team and then say, no, we're doing it for flexibility. Don't judge the team now. And then later in the season, you end up signing Dwayne Deadman on a prorated vets minimum to save money on the tax. And honestly, they dodged the tax fully because of that. Like that's where it's so frustrating to me where it's like, I want to give you credit for getting, nailing this draft with getting a a near all-star with the 21st pick, amazing value. Getting a legit rotation player at 49, amazing value. And also getting a legit rotation player at pick 58. But like, this is an amazing draft that you just gave up on a guy who we all knew was good and fit amazingly with the team and provided an exact need for what they needed and just letting him walk because you're, I, were you bored? Like what? Like what? It what was the point of that? Like that that this is the not, real first strike for Maury for me. This is when I started filling, to lose faith a little bit.
1: Not filling a roster spot. Just it's just an empty roster spot. It's not and like we're gonna a, do it again. Yeah, just unbelievable. Yeah, I don't get it. But overall, I mean, that was still a great night for him. Does the
0: defense Does the defense have anything to say about Isaiah Joe?
2: I mean, look, here's the uh, here's the thing. If you are Daryl Morey, okay, what is the most important thing to you? It is keeping your stars happy. What do you need to bring friends into the fold in Philadelphia? You need a place for them to go.
1: You need a roster spot,
2: so to speak. Yes. Now, is it Daryl's fault that James Harden and Joel Embiid have no friends?
1: Embiid does have a friend. He has Justin Anderson. <laughs> Who's he on here? It, <laughs> and he doesn't even have enough sway to get Justin Anderson. Like, He's uh, on here. He got him. Like, he got him. He doesn't, even, that doesn't even have enough sway to get Justin Anderson on the empty roster spot, dude.
2: Come on. So, you know not Daryl's fault. That's Embiid.
1: For let's go.
2: I, I, Isaiah Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean, in all honesty, like it's a fun meme to say that Isaiah Joe is like. A good play. Would Isaiah Joe, when the lights are bright, is Isaiah Joe really uh, Jared Allen proof, let's say? Like, <laughs> is he really helping the, the Boston Celtics? Like, he, he was bad in the two play-in games, I will say
0: that much. But we yeah. also have never seen him in a playoff game. I mean, so we
1: probably overrate, yeah. like Isaiah Joe. Sure, we do. Yeah. But, just, like, just to that's, be not clear. Point. that's not the point. The point is the margin moves, yeah.
0: is that he always crushes these margin moves. He gets the talent, and then he ends up wasting it in some capacity where, like, I feel like up until the Isaiah Joe move, I was pretty much on board with
1: everything he did. And like he's, he's Isaiah Joe's a guy that you could eventually be like a valuable, like throw in in a trade. Like if you're trying to make a trade. So
2: I think what we're really hashing out here though, is that because what Daryl's do, like he has crushed the margin moves. It's just what is the real value in the margin moves? You know, I I think that's more what we're learning here. You know, like there's a 14th or 15th guy on a roster spot. Ever really matter because you've got to jump five guys in the rotation to be sure. important, you know. Yes. Like that's the issue. So like now, now in this iteration of the Sixers, that might actually matter because guys eight to uh twelve all went out the door. Yeah. So I mean, like, Isaiah Joe
1: would have been in the playoff rotation last year.
2: You think? Would he?
0: I, I well, don't know if he would, he would have been. He would have. Yeah, Doc would have. A normal coach probably plays. Okay, I'll say this much. As much shit as we give Doc, and I know we joked that we love Doc, but as much shit as we give Doc, the one thing that Doc will do is that if the team is just like, oh, we like the team just is throwing up all over itself, like they were offensively in Game Six, and they couldn't get anything doing, he would just throw a guy out there, and like he did this with Jake, Jake
1: Milton in Game he, Seven.
0: Yeah, he did it with Daniel House in the Celtics uh, series this past Jake year. Milton game Seven did not work. Game Five. He probably would have thrown in Isaiah Joe at some point
1: if he were still on the team. Maybe. Now,
0: this is what it, this this might be more like. also, honestly, Isaiah Joe
1: wouldn't have been as good if he didn't have a whole year of rotation minutes.
0: I agreed, but also I just want to say that like people say like oh D'Anthony Melton
1: missed all those threes Isaiah Joe would have hit them. Sure, no, that's possible. He's I don't be- he's not better than Melton,
0: but I, uh, what I was gonna say was like, but would he have been able to survive defensively in the same yeah, way that D'Anthony Melton would? When I Wouldn't say would have been to. a
1: playoff tradition, he would have been like six to eight minutes. Like sure. Yeah. You know. But I, I just want to say that
0: one of the things that that, that frustrates me about like his hyper fixation on the big moves can sometimes hurt the little moves. Where like you're so focused on making, for example, the Ben trade that you make two signings the entire offseason that we'll talk about in a little bit. Now it's the harden move and you let everyone go. And you bring in two guys that are really gonna have a chance at playing, fill up the back end of the roster with agent favors with Philip Petrazev and Montrez Harrell. And that's where that's where when I talk about this stuff, like I think the Isaiah Joe thing was probably more agent favors than anything else. Like I think that the Isaiah Joe, they probably his agent was probably like, look, if you're not gonna play him, cut him. Look for a trade, cut him, whatever. And they said, well, look, we're not going to piss off, like, the agent over some guy that's probably going to be our 12th man. Like, who cares, really? And just let him go. But at the same time, like, part of me is like, that's Doc's fault because Doc just never really gave Isaiah Joe a legit chance. And another part of me is like, I don't know, the GM of the team should probably be able to go to the coach and be like, you got to fucking play this guy. Like, we need a shooter off the bench.
1: And you're not playing this guy. Like, yeah, it's. It's. I think the Isaiah Joe thing is more emblematic of a bigger issue. It's not just the Isaiah Joe thing. If it was yeah. just the Isaiah Joe thing and there was like people obviously wouldn't make, that's what sometimes people are like, all oh, these people crying over Isaiah It's not just Isaiah Joe.
0: It's, it's, like you said, it's a microcosm for a bigger issue with the Sixers roster management for, honestly, the past seven years where they
2: just don't oh, really yeah. care about I mean, stuff so, on the margins. So these people don't read Shakespeare. They don't understand that Isaiah Joe is a symbol, a metaphor for yes. the existential dread, the yawp of a Sixers exactly. fan crying yes. out for release from uh, the, the hell that Daryl Morey has imprisoned them in. <laughs> Wait, because, Aren't you the defense... Well, so here's the thing. Like, what are we? What are we prosecuting Daryl Morey for? Because Daryl Morey has presented more hope than, um, you know, any either the Colangelo or the. Um,
1: I had much more collaborative. Hope during the Colangelo area. You know, no way. More hope during the Colangelo yes. Era. Yes, you didn't.
0: Okay. Well, okay. So I had more I'm not hope saying it was because sure, of Colangelo, but it wasn't because of Colangelo. He didn't make any moves. I
1: didn't. Know, no, I, I don't yeah. mean it like that. Yeah. I don't yeah. really have hope but, for more right now. Well, this is what
2: I'm saying. You have you have you have the fake hope of uh you, you have the fake hope of uh expert con man Sam hanky Um I will I know <laughs> i know you can't tell me to shut up. Um Sam's gonna you be have, assassinated. Yeah, then you have Colangelo who is like spending who understands the next steps the franchise need to have, but is also just bad at his job. Yeah. Um so he's like stomping out the hope, and then you have the Elton brand regime. Which represents like a kind of a consecration, a yeah. holy consecration of the despair. It was just an that. Ad, that was just an acid trip of a forget that, like that was that he oversaw the flip of the hope to the despair where yeah. everyone's like looking. i don't think Elton really had much power
1: yeah it was the plan pl- no he people blame him and it was like he, he
2: was the no he was the captain he was the captain of the ship it was, that was yeah. already on a course they were they were circling the drain you know yeah. like, this is the, the the elton was handed the captain ship uh 15 minutes after they hit the iceberg you know? yeah exactly like, yeah so this is So now Daryl has inherited the pieces of this metaphorical ship in which despair abounds, and you know we're dinging him for presenting more hope out of a despairing situation because this. I have a question for you. Yes.
0: Do you judge people based on the company they keep?
2: Uh, 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 objection, Your Honor. Leading the (laughs) leading the the defense. Uh, I I don't. I've never had. I was had gonna say Daryl
0: there. Morey was the one who hired Sam Hinkie and was also close friends with him. And also, if you want to say that he's a con man, then guilty by association, brother.
2: Okay. Um, right. Well, but but see that the problem with Sam Hinkie is that he was a con man for the fans. You need to be a con man to your owners, which is what right. Daryl Morey. Daryl's very good at it. Yeah, you need to con the owners. Like the- he
0: talks about it himself. It's part of his job is convincing the owners to do things. Yeah, and he just won't push. It's he seemingly either is unable to push back or unwilling to push back against some of the things that ownership might be, but which, but like, if that's
1: part Sam, of your
2: job description, then that's I'm going to judge you based on that. S- Sam hanky actually got conned by his owners, but we were like, yeah, yeah. If you if you Same run a if you if you run a su- sub salary floor thing, like yeah, that's awesome. We love that. Oh oh, you guys you guys don't like that at the league. Well, oh, I guess we have to fire Sam Hinkie. Sorry, we didn't know they'd throw a fit about that. That's crazy. Yeah. We had oh, no idea. We
1: had no Oops. idea. Oh
2: yeah. oh, oh, so Just okay. happened to hire
1: the president's son. That's
2: anyway, uh, Daryl's innocent. Um, once again, uh, erroneous. Well, this 2020 draft so far. Yeah, I mean, he killed us.
0: Like, yeah. absolutely crushed it. Like This was his, his, his MCW magnum moment. opus of uh, Sixers president of basketball operation. It's
1: his <laughs> MCW moment.
0: It's his MCW moment. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tyreek
1: Evans moment. <laughs> if you're listening, if you bring back MCW, I forgive you. <laughs> Start the process again. Let's go. Trade traded bead for Franz parody
0: yes yes uh actually maybe. Maybe. No? uh no yeah. uh okay so hold on um so november nineteenth, 2020 <laughs> is side yeah. dakota mathias so i have a lot Wade. of thoughts
1: i have a lot of thoughts on this one <laughs> <laughs> he won us a game he did win us a game.
0: he did win us a game against the miami heat which is very important to me yes mm-hmm. personally and ben simmons was terrible in that game and we all knew that ben's ben was cooked uh, um dwight yeah. howard signed as a free agent Disaster. Dwight was terrible. I mean, Dwight... I Dwight kind of had moments...
1: Dwight what's that? I was a Dwight guy during the, the season.
0: Dwight had his moments in the regular season, and it's not his fault that he couldn't yeah. play with Ben Simmons at all. But, like, Dwight was overall, at that point, was a needed, pretty big deal. They needed
1: to get another option at the deadline. And, or as
0: something. we'll get to, they traded Zaire Smith for Tony Bradley, which was a great trade. Yeah, Zaire,
1: he was a good trade, but Tony Bradley sucks. Like, just saying...
0: Tony Bradley wasn't good, but he was also a yeah, playable I just, backup center I just could never when think
1: Tony Bradley wasn't playing. When they, they traded Tony Bradley at the deadline and in the playoffs, we were yeah. like, we traded Tony, Like, Tony Bradley would have sucked the playoffs.
2: So, so didn't they trade Tony Bradley and two second-round picks? I four seconds, Oh, we're going to get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll okay. get to
1: that. It's more than two.
2: So, this is all nothing. This is
0: all just they yeah. signed their draft picks and a bunch of guys who didn't make there. the team.
1: Rajon Tucker? Rajon Tucker.
0: Rajon Tucker, there's nothing there either. Um. Part of a three-team trade, the Sixers traded at the deadline in March. This is when they didn't trade for Kyle Lowry, and they decided to go with George Hill instead.
2: So they oh traded... God, I forgot George Hill was on the Sixers. Yeah. Jesus. Wasn't
1: that what you were about to say?
2: Yes. They <laughs> traded Tony Bradley and one, two...
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh How many seconds God. did they trade? And now we don't Three, have any
1: Three, four... Murray.
0: Was it was four,
1: four seconds? I think, I think it was. Yeah, it was four.
0: Mm, yeah, and then they had like a weird convoluted swap, which yeah. probably won't convey. So there's four seconds in this trade. So they traded Tony
1: Bradley and four seconds. God, we don't have our 2025 and 2026 seconds. No, oh, would want those. You we need them. Something. They're like. a currency
0: now. They're real. The second round picks are largely worthless, but now they. They might have value again because everyone already gave up their first-round picks. As the as the Phoenix Suns are teaching us with their, well, can we do a little aside about the, what the fucking Phoenix Suns are doing? I know this is in the middle of slot <laughs> trial, but what are they doing, dude? Sam, <laughs> are you following? Like you, you're you're more stupid. like in tune with the pick sicko shit. Why are they doing all these trades?
2: I with- I like, don't totally understand because some of it is like. Uh, is like they're replenishing the chest and stuff like, like, like it's a lot of like bifurcations like, like you know okay. what i'm saying of them like kind of like like what they did like with the swaps where they're like technically trading the swap for like another swap where they get yeah. like a lower like they might so here, i'll put it up yeah
0: i just want to give an example for anyone who doesn't understand what sam is saying yeah the washington wizards and the phoenix suns swap their picks, okay? So they own Washington's, uh, I'm sorry, they own the lower of the two picks between Washington and Phoenix. They then swap that to Orlando to get back three second round picks that, by the way, are all dog shit second round picks that are even have some protections on them so that they basically can't even have the chance to be good second round picks. And in the middle of that, you essentially have a situation where like, For example, if Orlando is really good in two years, which is a pretty good bet to make. I think Orlando is going to be good in two to three years. If they're really good and Phoenix and Washington are both really bad, that means that Orlando is going to end up getting probably a lottery pick out of this swap. And all they had to do was give up two seconds that basically mean nothing and a heavily protected second from another team. And like, that's a horrible business. It's a a bad risk to take if you're the Suns. Like, yes, maybe it never conveys and they just got second round picks for free. But also, if it does convey, you're talking about like even jump like what we just saw with the Rockets and the Clippers in this past draft, where the Clippers sent for a half a season, not even half a season of Eric Gordon. They went from pick 30 to pick 20. Uh, Houston jumped up from 30 to 20 and the Clippers went back to 30. And Houston just
2: got Cam Whitmore with it. Like, yeah. I just don't understand how... It, it's like it's like gambling. Like, like the speculative nature yes. of, like, what these sons are doing is, like... Uh, if if a loved one was behaving this way with their assets, you would, like, check them into a 12-step program. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Or, like, some sort of, like gamblers anonymous or something like that and what's like a little bit more confusing to me is like they're ostensibly doing this just to have some currency like a little bit more liquidity like like a little bit more of like some concrete stuff that they're in control of sure. the stuff that they're in control of are like top 55 protected second round picks right that are essentially nothing but they are still like liquid um that, you know, they don't have the protections because because of the Stepien rule, you need to have somewhere on your books, you need to have a first round pick every two years. So that yeah. is so that is a, a constraint and they're just trying to get some liquidity. But the thing is, they've got 15 guys on their roster and they actually did pretty well in the off season. They also can't aggregate salary in
0: trades. Yeah. So like, they- unless they're trading DeAndre Ayton or using the trade exceptions that they just got for Dario Sartre campaign. They can't even make trades, so why did? What are the second round picks? They have no value.
2: I think that's like what it's for—is for like second round. Like it's for like TPE, like like shenanigans to like because you have to be able to send something back. And the problem sure. is the Phoenix Suns have literally fucking nothing, like literally nothing. So like it's a genuine problem for them when they want to make a transaction where you're getting someone essentially for free. Ever, all sides have to touch in a trade, so to speak. So somebody has to get something. That is where the top 55 protected second round picks come from, because somebody needs to get something, but that's the top 55 protected pick essentially is a signal that says we're doing this for free. However, we have to send them something back. So here's what it is. And I think that is what the Suns are doing is they're trying to have ammo for these like really bottom barrel fucking moves so they actually have something to send back.
0: Do me a favor. 20. Find a good player in the NBA that makes like five to six million dollars. There's like 10 of them.
2: Uh, less with than that. All new of those minimum? guys are very, very valuable. Yeah, and all like of them are very
0: valuable. No one's, tr- like, the best player you're going to get is like Furcon Korkmas, who is not as good as campaign. Uh, guys,
2: guys drafted uh, like 17 make more than that now in the NBA. That's not true. But it's like something but like, like something that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah.
0: yeah. Like the twelfth pick in the draft, or whatever, and like the vets' minimum is three million now, almost for for older vets. Like, yeah. like it, it starts at like two point five. Like, like you're not gonna get good players. Like it, it, this strategy just makes no sense in my brain, and I needed <laughs> to talk
2: about it for a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, that is what I, I, I mean. I, I think that's what they're doing. But it's just you know it's alarming for like Suns fans, and, and this is kind of funny because I'm I'm toying with the idea of picking them to win the title next year because well, they're,
0: good, think- they're a very good team, like they mm-hmm. have three of the best players in the NBA, two that are like top uh, whatever. And I understand the point of going in, but this is like you're you're guaranteeing the Phoenix Suns are gonna be the worst team in basketball for a
2: decade after this, essentially. Yeah. Here's 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 like the type of guys that are available for that amount of money. By the way, I'm just gonna run through a, a quick list of some of the guys that are available here that aren't on rookie scale contracts. Uh, Kenrich Williams, uh, good player, but like fine. Yeah, okay. Dean Wade. Uh, Aaron Neesmith e is, is a, on a rookie contract. Uh, yeah. Most of these guys are on rookie contracts. Uh, Furcon Corkmaz, I don't believe, is still yep. on a rookie we contract. Just <laughs> we just talked about No, contract. It's the second, deal. A fourth contract. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second contract. Uh, Jalen Smith, uh, a return possibly. Shake Milton, um, one of who was Shake's wrong. a great player. Shake, yeah, yeah. It's Shake, actually, Shake actually would have yeah. Had a better Good contract point. than that. Yeah. All right. So this is all gearing up for the big Shake
0: Milton to Phoenix trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I
1: would definitely, Phoenix gets that. It's game over.
0: yeah Yeah. let's go hooper hooper brought in another one uh but no
2: like i i just don't get what they're doing and by the way i get it but i just like damn you guys are really fucked huh yeah like yes maybe
0: the picks never convey but i just don't think that the risk is the upside is not worth the downside at all
2: well uh, yeah but uh but i'm just saying that that is this is perfectly in line with what management I I get it because you're just saying, Oh, do literally whatever you can to make this team as good as possible. But the risk is like insane. This is like, it's like going to the roulette table and like putting down like to win 50 cents. You're like, okay, if, if it comes up the other color, I get shot in the head. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like it's just not good risk management. Yeah. Russian roulette with, with
0: craps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I guess my my uh my my last thing I want to say on this is if you're a team and you're trading a star, whether it's the Sixers or the Blazers or another team, trying to get one of those Phoenix picks that's like six years out would be my number one priority if I'm trading the star. Sure. I would be like, how can I get one of those picks? Cause in 2028 or 2029 or whatever. They're going to be the worst team in the NBA. Like, once again, you're pushing in all your chips. I respect that. I understand why you're doing it. You have Devin Booker entering his prime, and you want to maximize that with an aging uh, Kevin Durant, and you just got Bradley Beal and stuff. But, like, if I am a, a team out there, I'm salivating over the chance of getting one of those picks from the Nets if they end up trading for a star sometime in the next few years.
3: Yeah.
0: Sorry. All right, let's get back to the pod.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Let's uh. So this trade, this trade is like a nothing trade to me. Really, I know everyone kind of throws fits over the second round picks, uh, and I know it would be nice to have them right now.
1: It would be really nice.
0: And the fact that George Hill only played uh like ten games for the God, Sixers he was
1: so bad. He
0: I know, and so he was bad. completely washed uh during those moments. It really is tough to sit with and say it was a good value trade for the Sixers. And it obviously was not. But also, like, they didn't give up anything. If anything, I feel like this is another trade that was just, like, prioritizing the flexibility thing that they just never take advantage of. Like, they they always prioritize flexibility by getting a guy that has a non-guarantee after this season
1: that They didn't are, use. What's that? They just cut George Hill. I forgot he had a non-guarantee next year.
0: Yeah, they cut him. He had a 1 million dollar guarantee on his contract the next season, so they just cut him. And he ended up going back to the Bucks, funny enough, and he was like passable for them, like he was like a rotation guard. Um sure. god. But it is just like this is the, it, once again might be a microcosm of 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 some of the moves that Mori has made here, which is like it's not the big fish, it's the the the, the, the let's take the safer route, let's be conservative. And the upside is just so much lower. And, like, it, I guess the only thing you can say is, like, if if the Raptors really would not have traded Kyle Lowry without giving up Maxey, obviously, in retrospect, it would have been insane to trade Maxey for Kyle Lowry. And he made the right bet in that regard. But do we yeah. think that they could have gotten him without – like – I, I know we like to make fun of Masai, but there actually isn't a legit report out there that he was ever available in the trade. It was Thibault, it was Thibault and Danny Green for salary that were rumored to be going there, and then we get back Kyle Lowry, yeah. and that would have I, made this. They probably would have won the Hawk series, but like, yeah. But
1: I've some Raptors people have said that they. Have said that it had to do with like the extension that like Lowry wanted a guarantee on the yeah. extension, and the Sixers want to give it to him, which is a smart move, yeah. But yeah, yeah I don't, I, I'll give Daryl the benefit of the doubt on the Lowry thing.
0: All right, so we're still giving Daryl the benefit of the doubt here, maybe okay. just because
1: Toronto's involved, but I'll give him yeah. the benefit of the doubt, yeah. Okay, oh yeah,
0: by, by the way, we barely talked about Paul Reed, 58th pick in the draft to get a backup center that is like legit a rotation player is pretty incredible, and now he's gotten a second contract with the team. Definitely. Um that was a really really great pick. Can't can't really fit, fault him for that one. Yeah. Um
1: really excited about Mason Jones. <laughs> Mason Jones signed to a 2-way contract. i really excited about yeah. him.
0: No, nothing ever nothing ever happened. He's still in the no, G he's, League.
1: He's on the late. Yeah. He was on the Lakers briefly.
0: Yeah. He's him though, Mason yes. Jones. Yeah. Arkansas to Philly connection once again yeah. another guy. Uh Anthony yeah. Tolliver oh, was our
1: solution as to the stretch five. He was like he a dead guy. We've got <laughs> the funniest thing. They didn't cut him until like the day before the next, the day before camp next year. Yeah, it's like Anthony. People you, you realize Anthony collar well, is still on the team, right? Well, do you know why they did
0: that, right? Because they g- gave him that second year that was like guaranteed up to a certain date mm-hmm. in case they needed to use him for trades, and then they didn't make any trades. Yeah,
1: because they were waiting on the Ben thing.
0: Yes, which um, once again was the speed. Bl- the, bu- the road bump, like the, the, the block in the road where it's just like he's not willing to make smaller moves if there's a big move that's standing in the way. And every move he's made other moves, there has not been that big move standing in the way. He'll just do the minimum sidings if yeah. if he has to trade Harden or Simmons because
2: he cares so much about the big moves. Yeah. Mom, look, Dwayne Deadman. can we get it? Can we get it? <laughs> no, we've got Dwayne Deadman at home. <laughs> Anthony Tolliver
0: 2021, yeah. 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 Honestly, we wanted no, we not a bit. We all wanted to sign Dwayne Deadman that because Dwayne Deadman had a good season like a year before that. He was good good in Miami. And then he was like a playable backup center, and we were like, sign Dwayne Deadman, he's literally available for free. And then he signed in Miami and was like actually somewhat decent for them that year, just that year. And we got Tolliver who literally never played. And uh yeah,
1: that how was how bad you have to be true. for to be like 35 years old in a vet and Doc to not play you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I literally have a tweet and I said, We
0: have found the one vet that Doc will not play. Like, like he was that bad. Like he was <laughs> like, like Doc was like, this guy's a little bit God. too washed for me. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So yeah, Anthony Tolliver, whatever, minimum signing, who cares? But like at the same time, still like just conservative, like, yeah, we'll find someone on the on the market. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh should worry about it a little bit when you don't have a backup center because you just did not prioritize it at all. Um okay, twenty twenty-one selected Jaden Springer, which once again, Mike, you talked about oh. it earlier. Kind of what? the no-brainer pick, even though you yeah. would Herb
1: Jones here. I would have taken Herb Jones or Io the, the Sunamo, but it was fine.
0: You liked Io in that draft?
1: Oh, I loved Io. Oh,
0: okay. I knew you liked Herb Jones. I liked I Herb. Herb
1: her. was my guy. Herb was number one, Io was yeah. number two. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well then I you... also
1: love Jared Butler.
0: I did like Jared Butler a lot in that draft, yeah. Who yeah. I still believe in, by the way. Jared Butler comeback season. Yes. He's i did. not I done I yet, folks.
1: I forgot he existed, but I did he's like him. He's in the G
0: League. Oh, but... he's a free he... agent.
1: Yeah. Daryl, yeah, if you're listening, Jared
0: Butler, come on. OKC signed him for half a season. He hasn't really played in the NBA, but he might mm-hmm. He might be the issue to our problems. The next pick, Philip Petruzev. Oh, boy. 50th pick of the draft.
2: And I, a I know we're player. not holding 50th picks in the draft no. against uh, Daryl Morey. <laughs> yes, not, we are. We're not. But Hold on. Hold on. Let's hear me out.
0: This is... This is sick. This is there were some good players out. in
1: those fifties, I'll tell you.
0: No, that there really wasn't anyone that was good. I mean, he didn't, the, only, the only good one was Charles Bassey. Who he Jericho Sims. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jericho Sims. Okay, I don't know Jericho Sims.
1: By the way, Sims. we traded the Jericho Sims pick. We did to OKC for yeah. George Hill. Never get over that.
0: I'll never get over trading the Jericho Sims pick.
1: We got some good undrafted players.
0: Hold on, hold on. the The real crime of this was that they worked out Austin Reeves and then they didn't draft uh, him because they probably didn't guarantee Austin him. Austin Reeves economy. was
1: 21? Oh my God. We Dude, we... Okay,
0: hold on. We worked out Austin Reeves the week of the draft. Dog. And I was like, who is this guy? And then someone was like... Someone no, literally texted me and said, he's like the white Devin Booker. And I laughed. I liked
1: Austin Reeves at a uh, Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, 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 but he was at Wichita. We talked about him a little bit before. Yeah, he, he was like a shooter on another team. Like he was a shooter at Wichita State, I think. And then he transferred and became like, yeah, he, was he, could, he was a pick and roll guy for Oklahoma. And the Sixers worked him out and I looked him up and I was like, okay, I guess I'd be fine with taking him. So when we bought a pick on this draft night, I was like, oh, we're taking that white kid from Oklahoma. Oh, man. And we didn't take him. And I honestly think it was because we didn't guarantee him a contract. Because nice we took there. Philip Petra's up because we could put it on the back burner, let him stay overseas for two years, and we gave Bassi the contract. And Bassey turned out to be a good pick. Uh, yeah. You know, he's yeah. a backup center, but, like, with the 53rd pick in the draft. Once again, the, the July 30th,
1: 2021, 12, 14 a.m., I take Ajayi or Reeves. I guess that was one of those picks. Joel, Joel Ajayi. Joel Ajayi.
2: Yeah, he's not a guy, but I also liked him in that draft. I did say yeah. I
1: take Reeves though. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, there you go. I, by the way, I figured out why Daryl. Um, it needs, uh why I'm flipping on Daryl here because I uh, also available at the Petrov pick was uh, Sandro Mamuk. Oh, <laughs> there Billy. you go. Yeah. Even the yeah. defense can't stand yeah, that, that Ma- Mamou. Yeah, Mamou? Had Mamou. Oh, yeah, That guy come sucks. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All
3: All All right, right, I just remember seeing him. to see him. Yeah,
2: Yeah, me me and Chiodo are switching seats in the courtroom right now. (laughs) Trade out.
0: So, all right, so 2021 offseason, he doesn't do the Ben Simmons trade, which, once again, from a transactional standpoint, I actually think most of these moves so far are pretty good. Like, he's gotten value out of draft picks, even though I wanted Jaden Springer at the time. He was the pick I wanted, so I can't sit here and be like, I would have taken Herb Jones like Mike did. Like, I wanted Jaden Springer. I thought that he had the most upside, and he still could turn out to be an I mean, NBA I, player. But
1: I, I was happy with the Springer pick. But
2: yeah, sure. Anyway, what's it, it like for your GM to make the picks that you want them to make? That I've, is like I've relax, that relax, is literally come
1: on, you're never
2: happy. <laughs> The one time it happened was Grant Williams, and then everybody What's like- he
1: like motivated? to get to the East Conference Finals? All right, come on.
2: All right, and also to be fair, the one time Sam
0: didn't like the pick, it turned out to be Jason Tatum.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't like- uh, There were a lot of picks. I
2: didn't like I, Brown. I
0: didn't like Jalen yeah. Brown either. I, I wanted I am, Jamal Murray, which- Yeah, defensive. you did, which yeah, yeah that's I
2: defensible.
1: Have- I, I didn't t-
2: like Jason Tatum, but I also wanted to. A- I
1: have some tweets from, like, June 19, 2017, making fun of the Celtics for not taking Josh Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I How thought could Tatum you? Was- yeah, I yeah. thought... Uh-
2: I, Kelly, the Kelly Olenek draft. I, I I don't even remember who I wanted. Terry Rozier. I almost had a conniption. I was like so drunk that night. But I really I did not want Terry. I Rozier. was
1: thinking about this because remember, remember, in 2016, I would have loved
0: Terry Rozier if the Sixers drafted him.
1: Remember in 2016, the Sixers were like there was this rumor they're trying to trade Nerlens and they're 24 and yep. 26. for. Them. It was for Chris Dunn, but they could have taken Jamal.
0: Was Chris on a smokescreen, though? Because remember, they tried to trade up again in the 2018 draft and everyone said they wanted Michael Porter Jr. And then they did the the Sixers. I'm talking about the Sixers. They had the 10th pick and they were like, they're going to trade up to get Michael Porter Jr. But that was obviously bullshit because they didn't even take Michael Porter junior they
1: tried tried to trade it for Luca, I think?
0: That was what the rumor was, yeah. But also, like, I don't know. It's do It's like Daryl on the radio today. Yeah, you make oh, we were going to trade up for Cam Whitmore, and it's like, really? You? Would,
1: what would they have been able to trade for Cam Whitmore?
0: What, what, what would they have been able to, to to trade up for Cam Whitmore? They, it would have had been a player. It would have been, like, Springer? No. Like, Melton? like who? who going trade Melton for Cam Whitmore. Like, And also, like, I like Cam Whitmore. I had him seventh on my board, but, like, Cam Whitmore is not going to help the Sixers in the next two years. Like, I don't even yeah. know if I would have been like,
1: even though the
0: value is crazy, I would have been like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a job Mel- security pick is what I'm trying to say.
1: Mel- If they traded Melton for Cam Whitmore, I would have lost
0: my mind. Yeah, I would have been like, what? <laughs> like, Melton was an important rotation player for us last year. Cam Whitmore is 18 years old. But once again, as I said, if that were a reality, that's a job security look at our future type pick. Like, look at what we have coming down the p- pipeline. You should yeah. give me an extension type thing. Uh, so, yeah. And way, it's Dallas, easy for
1: him to say that after he wins Summer League. he have to paid. start looking at uh, his job security pretty soon. He's got two years left. I know. That's 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 what I think that's, the cap space plan is really about. Yeah, that's getting kind of underplayed. Like, at this time next year, they're going to have to make a decision, probably. And I think that that's why he's doing the cap space plan. Because yeah. he's
0: going, look, we're going to have cap space. We're going to have flexibility. We're going to have a max slot. Like... Just give me a chance here. And then if he nails it, then he can get the extension next offseason.
1: So checked out.
0: (laughs) He's giving up. Um, Okay. So good draft selections, except for Philip Petrasev, who I still don't understand why they gave a contract this year. Uh, I don't think he's good at all. Um, He's like 24. He didn't dominate in summer league. Like, I just don't get that. Yeah. Uh, once again, agent favors. It was only half guaranteed, but like the team isn't gonna not a half guaranteed contract. Isn't like it's not like last year with uh Trevlin Queen, who they gave three hundred thousand guaranteed to.
2: I also like I don't the agent favors thing. Like this is gonna, gonna sound like Bill to me. Like what? When is an agent favor ever done a favor for a team? It doesn't. It, we, that's like it's just whoever... a, an
0: excuse to be lazy, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, like, uh, we like, didn't like, want to scout and find another guy, so we just were like, ah, whatever. It's the fifteenth spot of the roster. Look, it's, it's a favor to it's a favor to the agent, and that's gonna come back because, like, because if I like, like, it's weird how that never comes out. Because, like, if I were a guy and I'm picking up the paper and it was like my agent was like, oh yeah, and he got uh, he signed his guy with this team because he owed the team a favor, I'd be like, hey, what the fuck, man. I could have got more money. Like, yeah. are you serious? It's like, so it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, no. it's just like literally so your job is like less uncomfy. You and teams over
0: promise too. Like the Sixers have done this with the Trey, like, oh, all right, Trez. If you opt out of your contract and you don't get a contract somewhere else, we'll bring you back. That's it's like,
1: oh, now we have fucking five yeah. centers. Looking. I forgot they re-signed Trez until they officially announced it today. Then it hit me again. It's like they re re signed twice.
2: A second Trez signing has hit the towers. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it felt like, dude. It was, I fell to my knees. I fell to my knees when they did that. Okay, Shaq Harrison. Wow. All right. So, so the one thing
0: I will say is that Daryl has been aggressive with his two way (laughs) signings. I actually like that. It's, that's yeah. the right What to the I like Jack Harrison. He might be a little bit too much with the ADHD where he lets guys go too early on there, like uh, he did with Champagny, who's turned out to be like probably a rotation player for the Spurs. Uh, but uh, right now, you know, this offseason, they finish up the draft. They sign Andre Drummond to the vet minimum. Once again, he's been good with the backup center on the vet minimum in general, I guess. Uh, Dwight was playable in the regular season. Andre Drummond was a great signing that they ended up trading later, but uh, they signed George Niang, who also, also drove me time. insane, but was a very, very good value signing. Um, they signed Danny Green to come back for one year and then traded him a year later. Totally fine. Um, Furkan Moss. So they've signed Moss to... Again. Again. After he it's already had concert. requested a trade, he... They they gave him a three-year, $15 million deal. And was it his third contract? Did they give yes, him a minimum?
1: He, no, he, 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 he was drafted in 16, came over in 17. He requested a trade in 18, 19, I believe. Yeah, and then he broke that out was, the next year. Because they declined his option, remember? Yeah. And then he they, he resigned after the year, despite requesting a trade.
0: Yeah, for a veteran's minimum. And then a year later, because he had a good year, because he shot well... During the fake season where we had no fans, they yeah. ended up signing him to a contract that it was five years, 15 million, and seemingly three years. Do they even try? Yeah, I'm sorry, three years, 15 million. Believe. Do they even
1: try to trade him? No, like I can't. I cannot believe he's still a sixer. Like it's, it's incredible. Like, was he going to trade him as an expirer or just let him expire? It blows my mind that he's still a sixer.
0: It's he's gotta really be like crazy. I'm wasting my life and my he, youth. He's actually still
1: like 25, which is he's 26. He's, but yeah, Okay. It's still I think insane. he's
0: 26. He, the fact that he is still that young—he was drafted 25. in 2016.
1: 26 right? next week. He's drafted. He was in the Simmons draft. He was drafted sixth. Yeah, <laughs> he's
0: 25 still. He's
1: been on the Sixers. Next year's gonna be like his eighth year. This is this
0: is literally the longest tenured Sixer except for Joel Embiid. He might outlast Embiid at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> training Embiid before the for is still on the team. Like, he should have been
1: made how long he's been on the Sixers. Like, 2017. He's been on the Sixers since before the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Like. He's been on the Sixers since Trump's first
0: full year in office.
1: Yeah, 2017. Yeah, 2017. The four is 2017.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. We used to be a great country. Oh my God. Yeah. uh... Ferk also, well this is this is the end of the line for him. I'm putting Kyrie the official, on yeah. I'm putting the official she and curse on Ferk for uh get, getting on my mustache game. I don't like it when guys more handsome than me I try to do mustache <laughs> this is an ugly guy's only thing. We need this to tie everything together. Exactly. Firk, you are go you are cursed. I, you are out of here. It's like
1: my uh, heart has a big I, view. I promise. Yeah. Uh Ferk is going to go somewhere and be good. <laughs>
2: Oh, Spurs,
1: no. I think he's going to the Spurs. I've always thought he was a grizzly, Kings, but Grizzlies. It's a West yeah. team. It's a West yeah. team for sure. Korkmaz is going
0: to Moss is going to get traded. I've thought
1: this for like five years, and he just he's never gotten traded.
0: So I know he's going to thrive somewhere else though. Once once Daryl finally
1: lets him go.
3: Grant so Riller.
1: Uh, Grant Riller, yeah, I was excited I'm, about Grant Riller. I've been so excited was, about I loved him in the draft too. Every two A guy they signed, I've been like, oh my god, this let's go, everything. and then they never do anything. Miles Powell, oh my god! I was so excited for Miles Powell. I forgot about Miles Powell. I can't,
2: I can't believe you guys let yourself get tricked like this. Anyway, Jordan Walsh is going to be a beast for the Celtics. I'm so excited. <laughs> he's going to be an All Star.
0: He, actually, he, he is. looks he's like Andre
1: Iguodala.
2: Yeah, he's amazing. He yeah. actually probably will be pretty
0: solid. He's on the
1: Celtics, so he'll
0: be fine. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We, we will see. see. Recent drafting history hasn't been great for the Celtics, but they also just haven't really yeah. made the pick. Yeah, but it just works out for
2: us.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, it will work out. Um. Okay, so now we just got a bunch of random ones. Charlie Brown, COVID, who... COVID ten days. COVID ten days. Yeah, we had Miles Powell. We had Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm knocking Daryl major points for not signing like a forty year old during this time, like Joe Johnson. Yeah, like all these teams were signing like these fun forty year olds, and we were signing Tyler Johnson and Braxton Key. Tyler Johnson was him for two games though. I he was like, you know how much cool. fun it would have been for to sign like, like Allen Iverson, for ten days. <laughs> that would have been awesome. They should do mm-hmm. that now. They should use their last roster spot on Iverson. Just Mello. The rest. We need shield, Mello. Shield. We do need Mello. I can't believe Mello was never a sixer. <laughs> oh. I, I know. I thought for sure he would be a sixer. Oh, we never should... shitty Mello and Tobias. You guys should sign the Sandman.
2: Adam Who? Sandler. He's ah, dropping sure. dimes. Yeah. Hustle? yeah, yeah, Yeah. Like um, We
0: should also... sign Will... Hernan Gomez, let's be honest. Bo Cruz? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 The fact that we haven't signed. No, we already had Willie. I, I know play. that's
1: why I don't want
3: them, yeah.
0: Um, okay, so this is the big trade. This is the big, this is where you could go either direction with this, obviously. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that the Sixers pick that ended up being Bryce Sensible, who I really liked in the draft. I didn't I know that. that, okay? So they traded Seth Curry, mm-hmm. Andre Drummond, Ben Simmons, and a 2023 20, first round. A, a fucking almost a year after ben simmons request a trade slot fest 2022 how this whole thing started a 2027 first which is uh later obviously has not been selected but it is top eight protected yeah, that's important that's actually really important because man how if it was like top cash? three protected how does it turn that turn into cash hold on wait for it, turn it? Cash? to the brooklyn nets for james harden and paul Millsap. i forgot paul Millsap was in that trade <laughs> Philadelphia oh, also received a trade exception, which they didn't use. Um, uh, it was originally a 2022 pick that they deferred to 2023, and then they traded for Royce O'Neal. They did a swap with the uh, with them for Royce O'Neal, um, and it was that was deferred to the 2027 first, which is top eight protected, and could turn into cash in 2029. So basically. If that pick doesn't convey in 2027 and 2028, that becomes cap the following year. So if the Sixers are really bad those two years, then they basically give up. They don't give up anything. But if they're just like kind of bad, then they're probably giving up like a lottery pick for the hardened trade in four years from now we'll still. Have,
1: we'll have Cooper Flag at that point.
0: We'll yeah, playing. true. That's That's a good point. We won't have anyone to team with Cooper Flag, though. I don't know. I, like don't, I gotta look up some 2027 prospects. Hold on. Yeah, I go look that up. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. Uh Baby Gronk. Who's the NBA Baby Gronk? We need we need our own version of Baby Ooh, Gronk. This is a
1: rough class. <laughs> just based on the, AJ, just faith on the AJ, Google search? Based on the names. AJ Divint Oh yeah, he's like the next Tatum. Uh, no, I'm no, like that's with, like not with that name. So he's bad. Yeah, not with that name. He's not the next Tatum. Tyron Stokes, Elijah Arenas, okay. Caleb Gaskins, a good name, good name. Elijah. Okay. Okay, we've got something to work with here.
0: No, I've heard very good things about that 2027. The first, the guy who's like the number one in the Like people are comparing him to Tatum already.
1: He's gotta change his name. He's like 14.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, it's 14-year-old. It's just not the name's not doing it for me. So uh all right, so so, all of that, uh, let's three, talk about the Harden Simmons trade for a second, because on its face, great value. But also, as I said earlier, wasted the entire season just to make this happen. And then a year and a half later, <sighs> won't pay Harden. So, like, the moves themselves are good, but the execution down the line ends up being not good. Like, Isaiah Joe, good pick. Harden, Ben Simmons, uh, great. Charles Bassey, good pick. But then you just waste it. Like, yes, it was good for them to get this value out of this and get off the Ben Simmons contract 100%. But, like, not capitalizing on that is what's the most frustrating part. And is this the part where Daryl Morey innocent, because I said they put together a team that was good enough, and despite Harden kind of shitting the bed for three of those games, Embiid being a little bit better, we probably make it to a conference finals, and this looks way, way more worth it in retrospect.
1: Yeah, but like I said earlier, that they just kind of sat on their hands the entire offseason 21. So you oh, make yes. the straight and you have like a half put together roster and it's Harden, and like Danny Green's playing big minutes. And yep. Didn't use the MLE this offseason. Yeah. Who I don't even remember who else was on. Who was playing? Who's who, who would they have? What would they have done? Danny Green towards ACL. That went into game seven. Who start, would have thought? Who didn't we started? even start? It was Thiebel. Thiebel started oh like what Furka would have was... played like 35 minutes in that game seven. Yeah.
0: He would have had to,
1: yeah. That would have been the furcon game. They had
0: no depth because he just ignored the depth issues because he was like, "Well, who cares? Because we don't have, we don't have, we have to nail this trade. I don't care about the depth issues because the top end of the roster is what matters most." And then he needed a transaction cycle, which is what we'll get to right now. Which, by the way, someone just brought up uh, the for the uh, for uh, the Nets, a Nets fan will in the comments. Said uh, that this was his 9 11 portion of the trade uh, or, or of the podcast. This is my 9 11 portion of the podcast. Sign Willie, Cauley Stein, and DeAndre Jordan to veterans minimum contracts.
1: Just, DeAndre Jordan, why Jordan, you ever give Doc DeAndre Jordan? Because Daryl's an idiot and he just <laughs> does not care about anything. Like, I don't even know.
0: It's still when it happened. I had, I had, I was on a work call at the time. When, See, I was,
1: I was like just drunk off the hard and stuff. Like I remember being like, Oh, this is going to work. This is going to work.
0: Sure. I was, I was on a work call and it was like the Lakers are waving DeAndre Jordan. So he can go find another team to play for. And there are going to be suitors for him. And I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And everyone was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, he's going to sign with the Sixers. They're like, who cares? DeAndre Jordan's good. And I'm like, no, he's not. He sucks now. This is really bad, and we have Doc as our coach, and he's going to play him. And a few minutes later, Woj tweets, the Sixers are interested, and I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever – it was so terrible, and it was so predictably bad that even though it's a vet minimum setting and it shouldn't matter and blah, 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 just giving Doc a guy like DeAndre Jordan was just always a bad idea when you had Paul Reed and Charles Bassey. Like, always – and Bassey had a good – multiple good games – that season Paul Reed you know he was still raw but like was more playable than DeAndre Jordan and that this was like where this was really should have been the tipping point for me where I was like what the fuck is he doing because every move since this has been like uh, I don't know except for Melton, which was
1: great yeah uh the the, like I said I was fine with the DeAndre Jordan thing because they had Harden they hadn't lost yet and I was just like this is gonna work because we have James Harden sure and then I realized James Harden was a loser then... DeAndre Jordan, not a loser. He is a winner because he's an NBA champion. <laughs> so DeAndre true. Jordan, unfair scapegoat? Many are saying. Jared Dudley, DeAndre
0: Jordan, Brian Scalbrini, some of the greatest winners of all time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, they trade the pick with Danny Green who had torn his ACL so he wasn't going to play. He ends up getting uh, traded and waived at the next deadline anyway. Uh, and that ends up becoming D'Anthony Melton. Great trade. Uh I don't think that there were guys I liked on the board at that point, but there was no one that I felt like would have been as good as just trading for D'Anthony Melton on a good contract. Like Melton was really good for this Sixers this year. Uh I can't really complain outside of like some Really poor shooting games that volume shooters he, always have.
1: He also he can't make a layup, but that's all right. Yeah, that's
0: that's an issue. It's a little, but, a little.
1: Annoying. Yeah, that's that. I would say that's a pretty big. But <laughs> Melton's a good player. Like I, yeah, I player. they weren't yeah. going to get anything. The only guy yeah. they could have gotten was Nikola Jokic, who has trade value just because his name's almost Nikola Jokic. <laughs> yeah.
0: and also if <laughs> yeah. he was, but the, the Sixers drafted him, he would have had no trade value. But because yeah. the Heat or the genius organization, we also would have
1: hated him because his name was almost Nikola Jokic. Yeah,
0: that's mm-hmm. a good point. Very good point. Yeah, that was actually a smart move by Daryl not to yeah. draft him there. No, there were a few guys. Like, I, I like Jaden Hardy, I like but like Marjon Beauchamp or whoever. But like, I, I don't even think he was on the team.
1: What's that? Jalen Williams.
0: Jalen Williams is not. Oh, the other Jalen Williams. The superior Jalen Williams, yes. The big Jalen Williams that
1: Mike yes, likes. The, the better Jalen Williams, yes.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, also an Arkansas guy would have continued. The I, love the to... I love, I love, I love the, the Arkansas guys. I love the Arkansas guys. I love the idea of Chiodo like just talking to someone about like the good Jalen Williams and like, <laughs> continuing an entire. I love the Arkansas and, guys. Guy. Yeah, he's just... like six nine. Uh, no, I, I don't think he's that big. What the good Jalen Williams? <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. We're
1: talking I about the guy who the, plays uh,
2: for the Thunder, right? Yeah, I didn't like.
1: I didn't yeah. like Jalen Williams, the the other Jalen Williams, the worst Jalen Williams, yeah, in the draft because I I thought that there was no way that both Jalen Williams would be good, and mm-hmm. so I picked the better Jalen Williams.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 If you go back and listen to our draft night stream, I was like, you know, I I wanted the I thought Jalen Williams was going to fall to the Sixers range, and I was like, he would be a nice player. I would have liked to to draft him, but also he has what I described as bus face, where he just looks like a guy that would never make it in the NBA. I love all the Arkansas guys. And he, t- I know you're yeah. Mason Jones, Isaiah Joe, Moses Moses Ricky Cancel, Moses Ricky Moody. council. Yeah. They got, they got, they got a squad dude. They got a,
1: well, Jordan Walsh. I think they're to to the final four every single year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Muscleman's letting you down.
1: We need, we need Muscleman.
0: Well, they're the official team of YKB. The Hawks. Isaiah Joe.
1: I loved Isaiah Joe. Yeah, the
0: Hogs. Yeah. 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 We love them, baby. Go Hogs! Yep. Go Hawks. Um. Okay. So, whatever. A bunch of th- sign Julian Champeney to a two way contract. Let him go later. Cool. Awesome.
1: I'm just gonna Sa- pretend that there's two champagne's I'm gonna, who has, if he ends up being good. I'm gonna pretend he's the other Champeney.
0: No, the other Champeney's on the Celtics. We don't want him to be good.
1: No, no. I'm saying if Julian Champagny is good, I'm just gonna pretend we had the other Champagny. and we didn't just
0: the Champeney. <laughs> gotcha. So that you don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Oh, okay. So, you no, know, I I figured it out. This is where, after this point... So, like, the DeAndre Jordan s- signing was like, all right, I'm starting to be like, what's happening here? A little bit. Like, this is a bad move. Why did we do this? Like, every other move up until this point, I pretty much liked. And then he won me back with the Melton trade, where I was like, this is great. Dude. Yeah. Like, he pulled off another great draft night trade. Like, absolutely love it. Then he signed P.J. Tucker, who... I've never been a big PJ guy. I know that he has his fans and the fan base, and he had some nice moments for us. But like it, it, tampering for Daniel House and PJ Tucker is just so absurd in retrospect. And and also not even that, not even that, making Harden take a pay cut and basically promising you're going to maximize of this offseason season so you could get these two guys, losing two second round picks in the process, mm-hmm. and. Now getting to this offseason and not being able to pay or willing to pay James Harden,
1: yeah, and and well,
0: fucking up that.
1: PJ Tucker is fine. Like he, he he was valuable in the locker room this year. It, sure, he got three years, thirty million. Bruce 33. Brown, thirty three. Bruce Brown got two years, thirteen million.
0: But we had to rush to sign him, and
1: Bruce yeah. Brown was still available. There was that clip that came out that Bruce Brown was saying no one was offering me anything. We could have just. I wanted Bruce Brown. Like I told, to sign Bruce Brown.
0: They probably thought Bruce Brown was redundant with Melton because they already had it.
1: But like Bruce, there's different players. Like God, TJ, uh... thirty nine years old, making eleven million. Yeah, like god, he and... actually does turn. That's not even. I was joking. He's he turns thirty nine next year. Also, I'm calling my shot right
0: now. A year oh, from now. So. Oh my
3: god.
0: If Daryl sticks with this plan. To, if Daryl sticks with this plan to trade, I'm sorry, to open up cap space next offseason, they're going to trade our next next year's 2024 pick because you can trade it on draft night. You can agree to a trade. We can't trade it because of the step-in rule before draft night. Yeah. But you could trade it on draft night, agree to the trade, and select someone for someone else. And He's going to dump it with TJ <laughs> Tucker to wow. a team to open up more cap space.
1: I will lose my mind. I mean, at that point, if they lose second round again, I'm done. Like I don't.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's Jover, but like, still, it's I, I'm just telling you, that's what's gonna happen. I'm yeah. I'm calling my shot now. Daniel House, I mean, fine, biannual exception guy. He had some. He's another for guy. Us.
1: Did you did you have to sign Daniel House at six oh five? on June Yeah,
0: like there was no one. Like he didn't. He was on minimum contracts for two years. Like, I don't think there was anyone lining up to sign Daniel House. Like. We sh- so it's a fine signing, but we shouldn't have been tampering to do it. Like,
1: God, how do you lose second round picks for PJ Tucker and Daniel House? Like everyone tampers, and you're and then this year we can't get a second round pick.
0: <laughs> Luckily, we got trokavian Smith, who is the god. So we'll be fine. Yeah,
1: yeah, and Ricky,
0: who uh, he's been all right.
1: Oh, um, Ricky's gonna be a stud. Okay,
0: fair. All right,
1: um, Trez. so
0: Trez to a multi year contract. This wow. is just an, a repeat of Why are you
1: giving Trez two years? It's, well, it's a veteran's full... minimum deal. It's I know, a margin it's a te- deal. Te- I'm saying it's bullshit. I know, but it's a te- it's two weeks of training camp. Why are you giving him two years? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus.
0: I remember being like, we're gonna sign about Trez Harrell and then we did it and I was like, why are we doing this?
1: He's so dumb. The
0: defenses, I, defenses
1: has been sleepy this um, past few. After- I, I'm, I'm, am, I, I, have, I am, I don't have, I don't have much to wow. stand
2: on. I'm waiting for my. I'm just apoplectic
1: looking at the guys we signed October 10th and okay. October
2: 15th. No, I, I'm waiting. Patrick for for McCall was, was
1: a Sixer. I my, forgot about Patrick McCall. Oh, that's bad.
2: You guys are, you guys are ignoring a little something that happened on October 8th. I was letting you cook there, letting you Mac. feel like you had finally uh, you know, nailed nailed me down. But uh, here it is, slam dunk champion, read 'em and wheat boy. I just
1: realized what's going to happen. So, on in the middle of September, the empty roster spot's gonna be used and they're gonna sign Mac McClung to the last roster spot to get the fans excited. That's like an olive branch. And well, a
2: quirked just... up white boy? Yeah. Let's go.
1: Here, you guys know you guys are male. We're giving you Mac McClung.
2: Oh my god. Got to give Dude, the fans okay.
1: something so they don't storm Camden on the first day of training.
2: I just want to say... If, if, Castellanos if she, is going to hit a home run, and then they're going to call <laughs>
1: up. Matt McClung. Cassidy.
0: If, if Matt McClung... I'm sorry. If Julian Champagny, who we had, turns out to be good, we cut him to sign Matt McClung to a two-way... And
1: the dunk contest was worth it. You're ridiculous. I agree, I agree. The dunk contest is like the best sixers moment in 20.
2: Champagne is uh, six yeah. seven. <laughs> Let him cook. cook. It is. It is. Let him cook.
1: What sixers moment is better than last time? <laughs> we haven't won anything else. Game five of the Celtics series. When you I. Didn't gave anything. Four. I know. You don't get a trophy for winning game five of the Celtics series. That was so much fun, though. I've never had that much fun watching. It the was. Sixers and game. then game six happened. When
2: Dan,
0: went, when, when Harden got the screen and they put two on the ball and then he had that little. Pocket pass to Daniel House, who then drove down the oh, lane and kicked it to Maxi for the above the break three. I was like, yeah, this is was... the best I've ever felt watching no, the Sixers. That's
1: the best game I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, I, I was like, they're, they're going to Mel- do it. No, I remember what happened. I remember it was like the fourth, we were up 20, and Melton got a fast break on the layup, and, I- and he made it. He finished the fast break layup. And I was like, oh my God, we're winning yep. the championship. Speaking of the Neon, I'll never stop saying it. The Melton rebound passed out the Neon for three in game six. Should have been making t shirts about that. Oh, I got man. emotional when that happened, and then they lost. They lost. I actually got. It. I was. I started to get emotional when that happened. God damn it! Wait, we signed Seiko. That's what I said. I'm. I, that's what I said. I. It was a, an exhibit ten. I think. Should have kept him. <laughs> He's not <laughs> he
0: That problem. The Chiodo has. Should, them
1: we can still cheap. get him. We <laughs> can still just go him. get Seiko <laughs> De Boyle
0: Lee. <laughs> we had oh, to, I knew. Man. Well, we knew. We. Saban Lee played a real game for us, dude.
1: Okay, I vaguely remember that now. Uh, again, a
0: stud. yeah, and then he ended up siding with the Suns. Ever, I remember being like, if this didn't guy could shoot, he play, shooting, would be really good. But he, he can't play shoot. At all. Playoff minutes for the Suns? He he ended up playing some something mm-hmm. like that down the stretch of the regular season. He definitely played real minutes for them. Um. So yeah, this is just a bunch of nothing. Uh, this is this trade that, yeah, that happened. Is a lot
1: of words for a relevant trade.
0: This was the thigh bolt. This is an insane amount of information. But I'll just okay. sum it up. The Sixers traded Seibel and uh, their 2023 draft pick that they got for Kobe Jones was taken with that pick. I don't know who that is. Is that true? That's very funny. Kobe Jones is like, I think he might be, I I didn't love him in the draft, but he got drafted by the Kings. Like he got traded from the the Kings to the, uh, from the Hornets who took back the pick that they originally had traded us. Um, And we got Jalen McDaniels. And a 2024 20, second round pick. And then so we got one second round pick for Matisse Thibel, basically. Which honestly, part of me is just like, should we have just kept Thibel and let him walk?
1: If
2: you, there's no way he could have been worse yeah, than Jalen yeah, McDaniels.
1: Thibel is one of the worst players in basketball, in my yes. opinion. But giving up that Hornets pick just makes no sense. Yeah, like you could have kept the Hornets pick. Thiebel, you could have just let him walk. Okay, he gets
0: an offer in restricted free agency. You don't match it. Fine, who cares?
1: And it's just like fundamentally, again, do you not understand who your coach is? Jalen McDaniel's is not going to get minutes.
0: Yeah, maybe he, maybe he was so worried Doc was going to play Thiebel no matter what, and he was like, we know how bad Thiebel can be in the playoffs.
1: Also, I just in the same trade, the Knicks, the Knicks trade at what? Like Cam Reddish in a first for Josh Hart.
0: Yes. Yeah. We didn't. Mm-hmm. We we didn't have the ammo to get it. We didn't have a first. No,
1: did we not? Like we. Tr- I'm wait. I'm, yeah, I'm, I know. But the Hornets pick was second. We, the we, Hornets we, pick was like the thirty-second pick in the draft. We got. I'm I'm gotta sure pump, we we all got to pump
2: the brakes. Cam Reddish is is, is bad. Mo, mucho bad. One of the yeah, worst. Where players where in the NBA Knicks pick So would about? you? Ra- I would. I'm. I'm telling you. I would rather have Thibault and. Look, so the Knicks.
1: It was the Knicks pick twenty twenty three. Yeah. The, the Hornets pick was thirty four. So, yeah, so like, 11 picks, yeah, yeah, they couldn't have got it done. But, like, I would have done anything to get that done.
0: They got Chris Murray with that pick. I who, who would have included there.
1: You would have included Springer. Oh, yeah, for Josh Hart? Sure. I don't think that's a crazy take. Yeah. No, no, no,
0: no, I don't disagree. I wanted us to get Josh Hart. I felt like he would have been a really good fit for what we needed. Really good rebounder, oh, yeah.
1: good defender. I mean, yeah, like, he probably, they probably needed the first-round pick just for PR reasons. But, like... <sighs>
0: That's the real thing is the PR. Yeah, you're like, right.
1: It's not that big of a difference. Like I feel like 11 picks have- and you have Mike Schmitz. You have Mike Schmitz. Oh, Mike, yeah. yeah. Like the Mike we Schmitz
2: go. could literally Schmitz Schmitz destroy, anyone. destroy oh, Damian it. Lillard.
1: And like <laughs> the Blazers love, yeah. the Blazers love, wanted Thibault for years. That's I think that's mm-hmm. my thing. Like they wanted Thibault for years. We ended up trading it for him. Like Thibault and the Hornets pick is, not that different than reddish in the next Yeah, though.
0: like. And if we had re signed McDaniels to like what he signed for, I would have been like, fine, I don't care. Thiebel stinks, so I don't really care. I would have mad
1: if they resigned McDaniels for even for 4.5 million. Yeah, I think McDaniels is really bad.
0: You don't think he's 4.5 million dollars worth? That's what Daniel House makes.
1: I really do not like McDaniels.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: I mean if they sign I, I, I wouldn't him.
0: I know he's not a good guy. I
1: wouldn't so. have like freaked out if they signed him for 4.5, but I would like I'm I'm more than fine letting him walk. Like
0: all right, you heard it here first
1: breakout season with the Raptors next year. Yeah, just kidding, that's never that gonna happen. Terrible. Uh I mean it could, but they have like 15 Jalen McDaniels, so same skill set.
0: So yeah, but they the owners would have had to pay more in the tax. This was never gonna happen. Let's be yeah. serious. All right, so last few app. moves that were made here. We we signed the Mac McClung for the dunk contest. Love it. Easy win. That was a great signing. Dwayne Dedman, another great fucking signing. Dedman actually didn't come back to bite us in the same way that DeAndre Jordan did. Uh, no,
1: that pick, yeah, that ended up not mattering because Paul Reed was going to be the backup anyway. But, but also, like, don't even sign him.
0: <laughs> I forget it was just in an emergency situation. But like, yeah,
1: I, I forget if I wanted. I forget if Deadman I was pushing. For, no, if I was pushing for them to sign a wing, I don't remember if I was or not.
0: There were no wings. It was after. I know, Deadman. but
1: I, I just I can't remember. No,
0: that's there. not true. We could have signed Stanley Johnson, who's still
1: a free agent. I guess he just yeah. sucks. Is he yeah, worse he than does.
0: Wash Dwayne Deadman though?
1: I no. I, yeah, I can't even remember what I was thinking at the time. That was right yeah. at the Super Bowl. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you were lost in the sauce. Yeah, I remember uh, they signed Dead. By the way, they signed Deadman the morning after the Monday morning after the Super Bowl, and people were mad. I'm just like, what the. Yeah. Are you serious problem. right now? Yeah. I got like I was actually getting mad. Like I'm pro Dwayne Deadman just because of that. <laughs> People are getting mad about the Wayne Deadman ten hours after the Eagles lost the worst, most painful Super Bowl of all time.
0: Wow. All right, last few moves here. Firestock Rivers.
1: Obviously, bad. that's a bad mark on him. Bad, 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 bad decision. This he should have given Doc. should have given Doc his job. <laughs> Doc and more. Doc and like, Mori should have switched positions.
2: That was the the, the honorable Brad. Uh, Danny Ainge did the did right by Brad Stevens, so you would have liked that.
1: I would have liked Doc and Mori to switch positions. Okay, Not yeah, the head
2: coach. That's totally understandable. Thinking about Daryl as a head coach is like very funny. He <laughs> would have been doing like. Do you ever really read those stories about Vivek Ranadive like coaching like his yeah, high school yeah, like the the the. the, the the, the children's team and like he just completely so ruined like girls' high school things. sport because he did like <laughs> cherry picking. Yeah. He like made one girl just stand at one end of the court and whenever they got it, they played it's four and five and they just threw it. Together. I mean, it's, it's innovative. innovative. That's what I'm, I'm saying. And it really is like innovative It's just like you have to you have to see the world a certain way to like not understand that that's like not the point. <laughs> imagine <laughs> like
1: imagine president of the basketball operations, Doc.
2: I mean, he would be who, so good at that job though. Who, like who would have, oh yeah. Like, oh my God. He, who he would never get signing. fired. He would never get fired. You <laughs> go to the owners. Ah, how are you doing? Like <laughs> glad handing, taking him golfing. Like doc would have doc would never be fired the way Daryl was going to be <laughs> in two years. Ago. Yeah. So. so doc
0: doc's first signing. I mean, let's be honest. It probably would have been bringing, he probably would have picked up Trez's option immediately. <laughs> yes. That would have been his first move. He would have traded for Chris Paul. Honestly, these are Doc. like he would have. Pat Bev is a hundred percent bringing in Pat Bev, a guy that he
1: knows. Is Doc still running the Sixers. <laughs> there could be a oh, Daryl could be a public face, and Doc could. Do be we know? The
0: ball. Do we have, know he's if like, Doc is a Sheck West fan?
1: No, doc is not in there's no way doc knows who Sheck West is. So, okay, well, right. he's he's like, Bumba.
2: Bumba. yeah, I was gonna say he did not uh he did, he, he did um doc did like uh, Commissioner Gordon in the Dark Knight where he like faked his own death and then he <laughs> comes back at the at the end after they like after they signed Trez back. We got you now, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> oh doc.
2: That's um, doc scary oldman. Uh ESPN, hmm.
1: if you don't hire Doc, I am boycotting next year.
2: Isn't that a done deal? Aren't they
1: isn't it like the, the new know. lead is Breen? I think that the new lead is Breen and I, Burke. Then I and saw, then I saw something today that they were looking at JJ and Mark Jackson, which would just be, oh my yeah. God, what a disaster.
0: It's going to be JJ to replace Jeff Van Gundy if, if Doc doesn't this get it. to make
1: the Eastern Conference Finals, which won't happen. But if hypothetically they somehow, somehow made the Eastern Conference Finals and I had to listen to JJ Redick.
0: <laughs> that would be brutal. Well, luckily we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I'm um. So, all right, the other moves that uh, – Daryl makes our Ricky cancel and Turk great undrafted free agent flyers. They, uh, don't have gets- a,
1: they don't have tuberculosis on there.
0: Well, he just signed today or yeah. two days ago. Yeah, uh, it's so not, it's not yeah. updated yet, but they, they got uh, tuberculosis.
1: That's that's what I'm calling.
0: I'm it. never going to tubulous. I'm never going to get <laughs> tubellus. I don't care. I, I'm never going to remember this guy's name. He stinks. He'll
1: be cut. Uh, on He'll be cut like November 7th. So.
0: Yeah. Like I'm not, it's not worth investing time into learning about this man. Um, so, uh, and then last two things that, uh, last few things that he did signed Mobamba. I'm actually fine with the Mobamba thing. Well, I'm fine thing.
1: with that. As a third shrink center. He's a good, yeah, he's a good
0: option. Sure. Totally fine. Uh, if half the team wasn't centers, it would look even
1: better. Yeah.
0: I love the Pat Babb signing, even though he's kind of washed. Yeah. I just love Pat Babb. It's
1: washed. I mean, a uh, minimum signing, like it's fine.
0: Yeah. Fine.
1: The issue uh, is you're not doing anything else. Like that.
0: Exactly. And then Paul Reed, uh, they signed to a multi year contract, uh, which obviously we talked about. It's yeah. great. Love to have Paul back. And then today, Philip Petrazev, uh, which the Petrazev signing, once again, Trez signing, no sense. I don't understand. You can't have 14 players on your team and have five centers and PJ Tucker, two. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, everything will make sense. And it's like, well, then make a fucking move to make it make sense. I. The, all right, someone brought this up to me. I think it was Francis was like, there's no way Maury could be this cocky in the radio interview. Or oh there the, or Wendy, Wendy keeps saying Daryl morey has got something up his sleeve.
1: He's trying to like, and I'm like, I wanna believe it, but like yeah. I feel what what is there to do? I feel like uh Wendy is the goat. He's my goat, but I yeah. feel like he's been doing this Daryl, something cooking ever since the harden trade happened. Like they're gonna get this third guy, like Daryl, and he never has anything cooking.
2: Yeah. So. What do you guys? So who who hurt the Sixers more than anyone besides Ben Simmons? Who, who's who's caused more pain?
1: Um, I would I would say faults.
2: Okay, well, sadly. Well, uh, not his opponents. Fault. Of, mm-hmm. Opponents. Let's say. Oh, oh the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. Well, the, the, I I think what you're thinking Alt? of is Trey Young. Is oh. What you're thinking of?
1: I'm not sure. So
2: actually. who matches in salary with Trey Young? and is also a point guard, James Harden. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what is what is Daryl? What is Daryl cooking? <laughs> you're Let's, trying to do the windy. I'm you're like, to do the windy thing, you're but like, my uh, camera.
0: Perhaps they'll get my cameras
2: inverted. Uh, yeah. My camera's inverted, so uh, I'm just saying Daryl is innocent. This is a this is a mockery and a sham. This is all circumstantial evidence. Um, you can't see the whole plan yet. Let's wait until. Mm-hmm. You can't judge Daryl's yeah. vision until 2026. It's gonna he's be fired. a mistrial. Yeah, I actually, yeah. So I can't actually... judge
1: Daryl until 2026, and he's the GM of the Pelicans. So.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as long as he, uh, well, no, I don't want him to be the GM of the Pelicans. So we need to get Zion and picks for a beat first. Yeah.
1: Do you think if MB were to ask out, would he just quit, Maury? I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I, I don't can't think he anything.
0: would want a second contract. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna want to do a rebuild, even though if. I will say this much. If you hear him in interviews with like Bill Simmons and shit, he said multiple times, like he's like, I've never gotten the chance to tank, Like I've never gotten the chance to like do a rebuild. He's never rebuilt a team really. Like in, in theory, yes, he did with the Rockets, but he kind of lucked into the Harden thing falling into his lap. Um, and even he admits that it was like part of it was luck, uh, and like just good timing. But, He's never had a team where he's just been able to, like, pick at the top of the draft, like, do, like, oh, we'll take the... And part of me thinks that... So part of me thinks that the the salary cap thing is just, like, we have something cooking. We're a year from now, we're going to have all this space. We're going to be good. I think part of it is, like, job security so that they're not, like, are you doing your fucking job? And another mm-hmm. part of me thinks that it's, like, well, we can go in a number of different directions if Joel asks out. Yeah. Or if Joel... Or if we... Like we'll be able to do like if Joel doesn't ask out, we can we can get a guy, and if Joel does ask out, then we have all this fucking cap space to take back bad contracts and picks, and start the rebuild. Basically, is what I'm trying to get at here.
1: Yeah,
0: I well, dude, it, I couldn't deal with three times in four years having to do the whole.
1: Um, this, well, I we would, just
0: did it with Ben. We're gonna do it with Harden now. We're gonna and maybe a year be-
1: from now. Maury would be insufferable with an Embiid trade request situation. It'd just be awful. It would be so but bad. One thing I will say is I at least know mori won't just, like, trade Embiid to the Knicks for R.J. Barrett and Picks. Yes, no, that I know. That would worry me. Yes, so.
0: I, I actually, I'm confident that Maury can do one thing and get good value out of it if, if they had to trade Joel Embiid. Yeah. And he wouldn't do it. I don't think he would quit when they – I think he would pull off the trade and then he would just let his contract expire. I don't think that he would want to continue running the team. Mm-hmm. But I think that he would set us up well because he would be a psycho in negotiations. For yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. he's not doing that
2: out of like loyalty to like Sixers fans. No, just about no, like more winning, winning the game.
3: Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah, like just that that thing of like uh, he's like doing the, like the Dark Souls speed run where you've like already beat the game, but but you just gotta like, either, like he hasn't beaten the game, game at all. So. <laughs> so I guess it's true. So honestly, uh,
0: three years of him as GM. I would say first half great, second half not great. I would say between, from a transactional standpoint, I think he's been fine overall. I think that Mike, Mike, you say your analogy that you said to me about. So
1: I basically said, Daryl has been overall in a vacuum. You look at it on paper; he's been good. He's done a lot of good. They he took over a really bad situation, like nineteen twenty. They were really, really tough situation. But he's also been a disappointment because it'd be like if the Sixers traded for Dame Lillard this offseason. Like they traded for Dame Lillard, traded Maxi stuff for Dame Lillard. And then next year, Dame Lillard shows up and he sees Jim McCollum. Yeah. Like, McCollum's still a really good player. Like he's going to help the Sixers win games. But, but he's, he's not, not one Dame of the best Lillard. players in the NBA. Yeah. Like when we got Maury, I thought we were getting like one of, one of, if not the best executive in the NBA that was just going to be going all in on these making great trades. And he just hasn't. Like. So he's been a bit of a dece- he's been a disappointment to me in that sense.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I I think that overall, I I think we're I'm gonna have to declare it a mistrial because I don't think that we can determine whether he's been. I think that you genuinely do have to revisit it in two years. I would right now. I would lean more good than bad, but the last year he last year year and a half he has not done himself any favors, and it, if it continues to trend in this direction with the hardened thing as it is, and he continues to treat like players and people and like how we did with the maxi thing. Oh, we're going to wait a year to extend them like next year. Like they're just like numbers on a spreadsheet. Then it could be the next time we talk about this when his contract is up in two years and he's potentially gone. If they don't kind of write the ship over this next few months, we could be talking about like, wow, it actually ended up being a pretty, pretty big disaster. Uh, But right now it's like, fine. It's fine. It's just not.
1: Yeah, it's fine, but oh. yeah. Let, let, I, let, let, like let. when they hired Daryl Morey, it was like a huge deal.
2: Like, let, let me just say, ladies and gentlemen of the What's jury, the statement? Uh, if the picks are shit, you must acquit. <laughs> <laughs> the pick. Well, hold on. The picks aren't gone. Like, the picks are going to be good. Hold on. What, what do you mean the picks are shit? He he. All his picks were gone by the time he got there. No, they weren't. No, he, we had all our picks. We it was he traded picks. the picks, which no, no, he made we had picks. all of our
1: picks. We didn't trade a single pick for Jimmy.
0: No, we didn't trade any we picks. We traded
1: one pick for DeBar. We were
2: actually during that off that year, 1819. Uh, you, you can scratch my last statement. <laughs> uh, if the picks were hits, you must have quit. <laughs> I, a, would say, very, I would
0: say I would say the maxi. picks are hits, but yeah. did we benefit from any of them except for Maxi? And, and I'm Bean? not going
1: ri- to I'm not going to rip them apart for trading the picks. And, like everyone is kind of doing that no, now. You I, have to do that. It's just you know.
0: I, I think I think trading the picks was was fine. I I just think most of these picks end up being nothing, and especially if you can get good protections on them. Like
1: in fact, I would argue, go try to trade the 28 pick. Like a,
0: yeah, or whatever they can trade. Yeah. Oh, I mean the what what they have right now is like. It's so far out that like no one is really going to care about it unless it's part of a bigger trade. But like, like I mean, Bryce—they got Bryce sensible with the pick that they gave up in the hard trade. I like Bryce sensible in the draft, but like he could be yeah, nothing in the not NBA. Sweating
1: Bryce sensible
0: Yeah, it's just not—it's not anything to to really Who worry I about.
1: What sweat is Kobe Brown?
0: Who we could have selected with that pick, yeah, and Kobe he actually Brown, incredible. All right, before we get out of here, last final thing here, which we're declaring the Daryl Morey slot trial mistrial for now. We'll revisit it uh, maybe a year or two from now, depending on where his uh, tenure ends up going. But I just want to talk about the Clippers thing real quick, because we talked about like, oh, they really have no one to trade, like whatever, the, or they, they're they unwilling to trade guys for James Harden. The the Clippers thing's so funny to me, because I know that they ended up not trading the pick for Malcolm Brogdon, but we were sitting here a few months ago, a, a, a month ago, and they were trading they were trading Marcus Morris, who they now are trying to trade as the main salary in a James Harden trade, and a first round pick, which they selected Kobe Brown with that pick. For Malcolm Brogdon. Who, and then the deal fell through because they couldn't see the medicals with Malcolm Brogdon. But like we, it's Malcolm Brogdon. We knew the medicals were going to be bad. But the reason I bring this up is because now, because the Sixers don't have leverage, they're supposed to trade less than you would have basically got. Norm Powell is seen as a bad contract around the NBA. Yeah. I think the Marcus is- Morris is horrible. He's wild. Yeah. And then so we're supposed to give up James Harden for those two guys when the reality of the situation is that you just tried to trade Marcus Morris and a first for Malcolm Brogdon, who even with Harden being washed is a worse version of James Harden. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like the Clippers, the Sixers might not have much leverage. The Clippers do not have any leverage either. Like, you guys are just East West Sixers. Like, yeah. What are you guys uh, going and, this to is do your, you,
0: and you at least have a ticket out in a way. Not, yeah. not to say that I, I'm not sure you can win a title with Harden. And I'm still kind of not convinced, but this is their last chance to salvage that Kawhi Leonard, Paul George thing. And maybe they don't want to, maybe they're just like, fuck it. We already like, we're not going to invest anymore in this. We've already invested everything into it, Mm -hmm. but it's not a situation where like the Sixers could, like they're getting a third star to pair with them. A guy who's going to play regular season games for them when those guys are out. And a guy that honestly fits really well with them. If they're all healthy at the right time, the Sixers are the ones that are like putting the pieces together on the other side, even if they get, Terrence man and a first round pick. Like they're the ones that are still scrambling. So like, the, I, I know you shouldn't give up everything at, at, at once, but I, I do think that eventually a deal will get done in some yeah. capacity. It just has to.
1: At some point in the offseason, season, I think probably after the Dame thing gets figured out, um, assuming he just goes to Miami, both teams are gonna have to look at it and just be like, you know, we have to get this done. We have no, bo- we both need each other. Like yeah. there's no other solution. If, like the if, the, if it gets like September and the Clippers are still like, no, we're not including turns, man, like ugh,
2: you can go to hell. Like, a, forget it, yeah. Like, I don't know, yeah. I, uh, I, I gotta say that it, yeah, honestly, it reminds me a lot of the Miami like kicking and screaming that they're doing about Dame. Sure. Like, or you, you have to take Tyler Hero, he's good, well, he's better actually, than Tyler. Yeah, he's Maxi, he's whiter. We, we actually don't, we actually don't need to do that, so yeah. uh, yeah. Good luck. You know, I mean, this is how Trey. I, I like this new. Uh, it's uh, brutal for slop season, brought slop season to a screeching halt because More I think he's an
1: enemy of the slop.
2: Yeah, he really is. Like a. Uh... Yeah,
1: it's the second off season, second off season, three years he's ruined.
2: But by the way, um, I, I just, you know, news of Daryl's acquittal is spreading fast throughout <laughs> everyone. Um, and I have. Uh, a f- friend of the show another lawyer has actually you are with me playing this this video from a, another uh, famous lawyer uh, for, yes. for daryl yeah hey daryl i'm a great uh, basketball <laughs> fan too and i was a pretty good basketball player uh in high school uh i got fouled a lot and uh i made free throws and actually got into a fight once because i won a game on the free throw line and <laughs> Uh, the high school that I helped beat didn't, didn't like it, so I, I got a little black and blue after it was over. But you know, as you say, if you don't want people to shoot foul shots, don't foul them. That's the key. Good defense uh, can steal the ball without a foul. So, um, uh, 76ers great team. I've been to a lot of Celtic 76ers game, so that, that's uh, Otherwise, that's a That's That's Celtics
0: fan Alan Dershowitz. If you're not, that's that's
2: Daryl Morey's friend Alan Dershowitz. I don't, I don't know what Trill is talking about. This is uh, Alan Dershowitz, uh, lawyer, legal friend, uh, congratulating Daryl. Thank you
0: for making another part that I have to fucking edit out. That is
2: Alan Dershowitz. There is no. I'm not (laughs) saying he's not Alan Dershowitz. I'm saying he's not Daryl Morey's friend. Uh,
1: Yeah, Yeah, he might be. I mean,
2: well, he's (laughs) he's congratulating Daryl. How about that? Allegedly you somebody allegedly say he's this writer. You're insane, dude.
0: Okay. Oh, that's a great way to wrap it up. Yeah, I don't understand how we got over 2 hours in the middle of July, but here we are. This is uh this is how we we
2: keep it going, baby. We didn't, we didn't even need my rant about McManaman and Loa uh trying to cause chaos. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Let's talk about it next episode. Okay, sounds good. Write it down. Yeah. Right also,
0: we'll probably we're going on uh round Ball Rock uh on Thursday Here's to record great. too. And yep. we're going to do a segment making fun of Zephlo. So we'll probably bring it up at some point during that, too. Yep. So thank you guys for joining me. Uh, it was a lot of fun.
2: Uh, Daryl Mori innocent for now. Another another I'm victory for me as a lawyer. Yeah. Another huge victory for me as a lawyer. I've done it again, folks. Sam sat
0: here for two hours. And we, we
2: negotiated
0: back and forth and ended up, you know...
2: Like Daryl Morey, I knew you guys would make the case for me if I, uh, I was going to say, you know, la- laid back and let you hang yourselves with your own rope. Uh, you talked yourself into it. You guys, you guys started looking at Daryl's moves and realized I didn't talk myself into it. Just you were you, it. you were talked into it more more talked into it than anyone has ever been. My was there a plea? Was there now. any plea deal that was on the table or? Uh- yeah, uh, a job with the clip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get All right, man. all right, please call us.